Welcome back for another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast, Twitter.com slash Podcast, Patreon.com slash Podcast, Instagram at Podcast Go, iTunes at Podcast Go. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I am your host, Harry, tonight, and our sponsor this evening, Cup of Noodle! Ooh! With shrimp. (laughs) You can't forget our other one. Coleman. Coleman. Oh, yes, (laughs) Coleman! (laughs) (laughs) And to my left, we have Steve. I know you just did not do that. Oh, no. Bad puns. And across from me is Ralph. Oh, love the lighting. <laughs> and to my right this evening is Mr. Clark. You better start acting like a king. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't guessed it by now, tonight we are reviewing Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy versus 13. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15. That's the one. Yes. Uh. Nailed it. So, so what are your initial thoughts, guys? I was excited to play another Final Fantasy. I haven't played an actual mainline one 10. I think it's the last <laughs> one I played. Wow. Yeah, it's been a little too. while. Yeah, just just a little bit frame of reference. Final Fantasy 10 came out 16 years ago. <sighs> Thanks, Bullshit. Man. No, I think he's he's right on that somewhere around there. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Jesus. 2001. I forget. Yeah, I think we were in like ninth and tenth grade. Yeah, that would have been around two thousand one. Oh fuck, shit. we're old. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh, Harry. Back to dating ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, my my personal opinion of this going into it, this was going to be a make or break Final Fantasy for me. Ever since okay, Final Fantasy ten, I feel like is the last one that uses like an old traditional combat system, like the the, the traditional JRPG um, active time battle. Yes, system. active time battle system. Ever since then, they've been kind of like tweaking things and experimenting, and I just have not gotten that Final Fi- or Final Fantasy feeling that I've gotten from the classic titles. So this was going to be the one where I'm going to continue with the series, or I'm just going to cut my losses here and try to check out a new series. Okay, so I don't know how to say this other than just blurt it out. This is only the second Final Fantasy game I've beaten. I think, Steve, did you just say that, or this is the only one... Since 10. This is the first one I've played since 10, since not 10. counting 11. Okay. I've only beaten 6 to see the credits roll. I've played some of the other games for a couple hours here or there. I've gotten to disc 3 on Final Fantasy 7, but I've never completely beaten it. It's funny to me the way that in 2006 when this game was announced, I really wasn't a Final Fantasy fan. I hadn't played any games up until that point. I didn't play 6 until about 2010. When I had finished college, I played it on the on the GBA and completely fell in love with it. So in that time, or before that time, this game has been in development. Um, before I was even a fan, I have become a fan. I've played several of the games. I've looked at a lot of the, the development and the history of it and learned to appreciate and love the series. I knew, I knew a Versus 13 here or there, and I skipped 13, 13, 2, and Lightning Returns completely. Because I had heard bad things about him. I just, I didn't even give him a shot. Even when I saw 13 in the bargain bin for like $5, I still didn't buy it. So coming into this game, I 
started to get excited for it when I started to see trailers in 2015, I think. There was the one trailer where it was like a giant turtle that like was a mountain and came out of nowhere and just started moving in the cars, like cutting around. And I thought, holy shit, this game is incredible. I have to play this one. So I was very hyped for it then up until that point or, or from that point on. I don't want to say anything about how I feel about 15 just yet. We'll get into it, but that's background Final Fantasy for me. So yeah, I, I've been a really long time Final Fantasy fan. You, you've you probably heard me and Harry talking about how we love Final Fantasy so much that we voice acted six together while we played through it. Awesome. Yeah. It uh, was pretty funny. It was. was, it was it's it was very awesome. memorable. I was Kafka. You were Kafka? I was Kafka. That is adorable. We'll come back to Kafka later. Aw. <laughs> love Kafka. just want to scratch your chins. Yeah, and and I've actually fallen off on a lot of Final Fantasies. I played like two hours of Final Fantasy fourteen, the online one. I sunk a considerable amount of time into Final Fantasy eleven. I skipped twelve. I skipped thirteen. Um, uh, the last one that I beat was ten. I played like a few hours of ten too. Nothing's really gripped me. When I saw this one though, I was like, this might be different enough from what they've been doing that that I could get back into it. So I was really excited to, I was really excited to play 13 verses, but I, this game was also had me hyped once they rebranded it to 15 and, and started releasing trailers and stuff. That first trailer though, is what hooked me to back into the series as a whole. Was that the one with, um, from 2006, that was knocked by himself, like being completely sort of overpowered and, a much darker version, or do you mean a more recent trailer? The trailers that got me back into it were like 15 branded trailers. Got it. Like that giant turtle one that you were talking about. I, I remember that one distinctly. So I was excited to play this when it came out. So why, why don't we just start dissecting this game and we'll uh, jump into game development. Game development. So I think it's important to note it was originally branded as Final Fantasy versus 13. And it was like that for many, many years. There was announcements of it, but then you heard barely anything for years and years. And I don't think you really started to see the momentum of the game developing until the last couple of years of its development. Well, yeah, you, no, I mean, I, absolutely. There was a long time when it was even just in development. I mean, you're talking about starting in 2006. Well, you want to say almost halfway through development, they switched directors for it. Back in, I was reading in 2012, there was uh, the original one, Tetsuya Nomura, mm -hmm. was pretty much from 06 to 12, like creating everything, pretty much working with the team, of course. And then in 2012, Hajime Tabata took over, and then that's where they really started changing things around and making it more of Final Fantasy 15 of how we know it. That first, sorry, real quick, that first director, what was his name? Nomura. 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 He's Kingdom Hearts, and he is directing the remake. Yeah, they've both been working in the company for quite some time. Yeah. Because originally, Final Fantasy 13 versus, or versus 13, was going to be the adult, grown-up, big console version of Dissidia. 
Dissidia was a lot of fun if you had a PSP or a Vita back in the day. I don't know if any of you guys have played that. Yeah, I no. actually own the game. I was going to ask you to, do, to just give me a quick breakdown of Dissidia because I've heard of it, but I haven't never seen a screenshot. It's like an on-rails fighting game. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it. I okay. mean, you got all your like main characters from every series, and it's kind of like if you want to fight Terra from Final Fantasy VI versus Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, boom, that's the game to play. I thought yeah. that was Air huh. Gaze. No, 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 no. That, that's limited to Final Fantasy VII exclusively. Oh, okay. And the, it's only three or four characters, yeah. if I remember correctly. This oh. has, like, the main protagonist, the main antagonist from every single game in the series. That's cool. pretty awesome. And I think I have the one up to Final Fantasy XII at the time, is, is the copy I have. It's interesting that you say that it's Versus thirteen was supposed to be like a the city, and the fighting game aspect and a Versus kind of makes sense. And I had heard of Versus thirteen. And like I said, I wasn't a big fan in 2006, and I all this time through its development, I had heard rumblings of Versus 13, Versus 13, and I thought, it's kind of funny that they're making Final Fantasy 13, and then they're making a Versus 13, and I don't understand the correlation exactly. I sort of developed my own theory on it. You guys can shoot this down, and you can tell me I'm wrong, or you heard it somewhere else. I haven't heard this anywhere else, but I got to the point in 15, and this is a little bit of story, so just throwing it out there. When you get on the train in 15, I can't remember what chapter it is, but at one point you get on a train and you're sort of locked on on rails to, to a certain destination. And you get off a couple places here or there, but you have to get back on the train. It's like the the last third of the game, a lot of it you spend on the train. I think it's chapter, 10's and, uh, 10? chapter 10 and 11. Okay. I got to that point and I sort of stopped and said, now wait a minute, what I remember of 13 is that you're on like a hallway for the first 20 hours and then the game opens up. That's what I had heard about 13 through various reviewers and other people talking about it. They say after the first 20 hours, it gets good. And I can't remember who it was who said it online. You can put your hand over an oven for the first 20 hours and yet the nerves will go away, but the damage is still done. They made this a (laughs) metaphor that it, it doesn't matter that after 20 hours, the game gets good. The first 20 hours, the damage is done. I would have been out by then. I couldn't have done that. Oh, wouldn't have been able to last. 20 hours in just to have a game start piquing some more interest instead of grinding out. The longest I've waited on a game is about... I've I've given a game about six hours before it really got its hooks in me. Mm. And that's, that's when it kind of took off. No game takes 20 hours to really open up. It no. shouldn't because that's that's an entire game right there. Exactly. Harry, can you concur that it, it takes 20 hours to get to a point in, yeah, you in 13, 13 where you yeah, where no, the I, game opens up and there's a, like a map and an, an overworld kind of a yeah, thing? Okay, be, besides that fact, yes, I, I will agree. It does take, it's very linear for a good right. 50% of the game, I want to say, before. Because okay. once you get to that open world, you're, you're kind of almost near the end of the game. I'm not saying like the end of the game, but you could probably crank through the last bit in under 10 hours okay at that point okay now i i do want to say like as because i feel like if we're going to talk about final fantasy 15 tonight we're probably going to talk about final fantasy as a whole sure in and out a little bit yeah sure yeah i i just want to say i have played most of the games in the series i think that's important to note right so whenever i do compare it it's because i've ingested quite a bit of knowledge playing the final fantasy games over the past few decades Right, and we got to the point in 15 where there's a crystal, I mean, it was, it was fairly early on, but you actually see the crystal, you probably weren't surprised at the design of that or anything, because we're, we're, we're taking some of the same ideas, throwing them in a blender, and, and seeing, you know, what comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To an extent, not completely. But I, I just want to go back to my point for Versus 13, 
and 13. I got to this point in 15 where I'm on the train and I'm like, man, the game feels really linear, but I'm like 20 hours in. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I had this one. I was like, well, wait a minute. 13, you're a girl with blonde hair and 15, you're a guy with dark hair. And I'm like, is is versus 13 supposed to be the inverse, <laughs> the opposite of what 13 was at a very like early on developmental stage? And at a glance, it kind of was, I guess. It'd be great if the original director was like, <laughs> somebody got it finally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of evidence or anything, but like I, I started to watch... After I beat 15, I went back and I looked at the trailers for Versus 13. And there were a lot of people on YouTube who have done compilations of all the trailers for the entire length of the series. And the first Versus 13 trailer I watched and I was like, oh my god. Where's that game? That game that they showed us in 2006, I don't, it, I don't think it happened. Like, it, it's clear that there were some ideas and then that Nomura had put in and then the the new director came in and they sort of, you know, they went and did their own thing. And I almost want to say don't watch those trailers. If you guys <laughs> haven't gone back, don't watch the, the Versus 13, like 2006, like reveal trailer because you'll see so much now that we've put, what, 50 hours into 15, you'll see so much that was hinted at that isn't there. Specifically, Noct being like neutered for 15 compared to what he was in the trailer. And it's just a trailer. And if you go back and watch the Omen trailer for 15, like as I watched it, that was one of the last trailers that came out before the game came out. And I was like, holy shit, this was amazing. The Omen stuff with like Noct being like this incredible badass on his own, doing all this stuff. Like I, at least the way I played it, I struggled to to really feel that empowered as Noct solo. I could be wrong. I think Square Enix has an issue of committing to something at this point. They like theorizing all these ideas, but it's not until they hit a very serious deadline that they really crack down on creating these games. Like, 15... Well, the thing is, uh, sorry, what they've been doing is when they're going to take a risk, they do it with one of their other properties like Deus Ex and Tomb Raider games and stuff like that. They are taking the risks and like trying new things, whereas with Final Fantasy, they're taking very, very calculated risks because they know that Square Enix probably goes bankrupt if they don't pump out Final Fantasy games. Pump it. Well, that's the story of Final Fantasy right there, if I've never heard it. I mean, how many times has the company buckled down to create a Final Fantasy game to stay in business? The first game? Seven? Yep. It's always the same story. I, I think that's originally why they called Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy, because this was like their last-ditch effort to bring in a profit It for was the their last game to yeah. make a profit, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get back. I like it. It's very animated. Well, that's one of the reasons that I always interrupt people because if I don't say it right, then (laughs) fuck it, it's gone. Um, (laughs) um, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You just see a spirit come out of his eye. Like what the fuck? Um, Okay, so (laughs) just says fuck you, Clark. You are 100% right when it comes to what you said about Square Enix. I know, thanks. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I know. I know you know. We all know you know. I still remember reading an article or seeing a video about Tomb Raider where they had some ludicrous expectation of what Tomb Raider had to do to make a profit. And it was like 15 million copies. And they, they ultimately said that it had shipped seven and was a failure. And it's like, what are you talking about? 
how can you consider that game a failure considering you sold 7 million copies? Like, they take all the risk on those other properties and they keep Final Fantasy very close to the chest. So why don't we dive into story, gentlemen? Story. So when I was playing through this game, I could definitely see, and I, I think part of the wait time of why it took them so long in development, they were really anxious over creating this game. And I think what they did is recalled upon some of their highlights of previous Final Fantasies. Just going to throw it out there, people, if you have not beaten it, spoilers. Yes, there's going to be, in this story, there's going to be tons of spoilers. It's a newish game. We kind of want to throw a spoiler tag out there. But it has been six months. And spoilers spoilers. for the franchise. Yeah, this is going to be, this is going to cover. This is going to be like our Final Fantasy podcast. So here we go. Fair warning. Sorry, Harry. Continue. All right. So, like I was saying, spoilers. <laughs> I think that they definitely looked past, or definitely looked upon their their past achievements and what were some of the highlights that people take away from the Final Fantasy series. Some of the notes I have: comparing Final Fantasy VII's death of Eris versus Final Fantasy XV's death of Luna Freya. Final Fantasy VI: World of Ruin versus Final Fantasy XV's world of ruin and then i I think the last one and this one's a little little grayer of an area but i think final fantasy 10 focused on summons in that game is a very big attribute to their storyline and i think final fantasy 15 decided hey we really need to highlight summons in this game bring them bring them to the focus of the picture i think they nailed it on only one out of those three personally which one do you think the summons I think the summons felt epic. When you play some of the earlier Final Fantasies, you can easily forget about the summons. They're not like an overpowering force or or part of your arsenal when you're playing the game. You can easily start maxing out your, your attack stats to where you're just swinging for the same amount, if not more damage than producing a summon on the screen. But in this game, they really made them feel devastating. Whenever oh, yeah. you brought them into oh, the sure. picture, they were fucking, holy shit, raining hell down on the screen. They destroy all the enemies around you, too. Yeah. If you yeah. were in the open world, it was yeah. awesome. It was insane. Now, now getting on the other parts, now I think, cool, they, they wanted, I, I definitely feel they went for this nostalgia feel in this game, especially when you get into how they brought some of the older music back into the game. Oh, you definitely feel that. But um, we'll get into the music when we get into the music. As far as the death of um, Luna Freya goes in this game, I don't think there was enough substance there. She she was a character, yes, but did you really know her as a character that, that you would feel bad for her when she actually does die? So I actually disagree. I I I think the fact that she was so far removed from a lot of the story. Sorry, because I did text you about this. Yeah, um, no, I told you I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually really, really sad when uh, Luna Freya gets killed. Mostly because I felt really bad for Noctis. Because he's do like... Just lost his dad. Yeah. Just lost and, his city. And that whole time, this whole driving factor for him is like, I need to see Luna Freya. Like, I've known her since I was young. And he seems just, to genuinely care about her. Yeah, they... That they, did not seem tacked on to me. Uh, I'll go with you. Then, then to see Arden kill her, and he was just like powerless to stop it. I just it. I don't know if it was just like the shit that I was like going through at the time or anything, but like, man, 
it hit home for me. Like I, I was really upset that Luna Freya died. I, I'm just saying for me, like she wasn't a part of the the main cast of the game. That would have been more like Eris then. Yes, yes. But but I mean, like, you, they didn't really give you the time to really learn about this character. Yes, they wrote notes back and forth, and like they communicated a little bit. And yes, they were childhood friends. But you didn't really, they didn't really indulge in that part of the storyline. They didn't have a scene together. They didn't exactly. have as much of a, a relationship for you to be that invested for when that scene actually happened for you anyway. Yeah, and I'm just saying in comparison, yeah. I think it fell short compared to Final Fantasy VII's death. Didn't have as big of an impact on me. You're not going to top Eris's death, I don't think. Yeah, no, it, it that's it's still like one of the number ones. But for this, I think just the the whole culmination of like it happens during like a really epic, probably the most my favorite part of the game is actually surrounding this whole thing and just Leviathan. It's, yeah, it's this whole anticipation. I was mm-hmm. so excited to see Luna Freya interact with Noctis. And they get to for like thirty seconds, and then she's dead. With her speech, where they like exchange glances, and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, like there's no interaction. I just it made me feel very empty. It was a shallow moment, but it was like a shallow moment in like how I. F- it made me feel like it was a shallow moment, as opposed to just being devoid of content. Like I, I, I was like fully invested in that moment, and then at the very end, she basically saves him with the very last of her life to continue on because she did she did her duty she did her mission that's what she was there for and something that i think i'm going to split down the middle between both of you i wish they got a little more into that before that happened because they touched on it a lot after she died and they started to open up more of the story which i understand where they came from with it but it was it was a really powerful moment and a powerful scene that they that they did really well putting together i just think then i'll pick up with harry saying that i wish there was a little more to build it up to it because it still got me invested i was very invested when you know it goes down at the very last moment i sat back i'm like oh shit you were you were right there you were right there yeah that's that's fucking terrible that's the feeling that that feeling right there was just like you were right there like you you had it like but and but i was kind of left wanting a little more because I can't give you an example off the top of my head, but there have been more games where it gets you so emotionally invested, and then it just hits you like a fucking brick wall. It, I think I hit a bit of a curb and jumped and kind of like skipped my foot on it. It's like, oh, oh shit. It wasn't so much I ran full <laughs> scraped force. Scraped his knees. Yeah, it, exactly. I scraped my knee when I should have broke my nose. All right. Take um, that um, analogy, so, motherfucker. Sure. Well, did you have something you want to add to I, that? I, I did want to say that, uh, you know, I was surprised when Luna Freya was killed, when Arden killed her. Like, because if I'm, unless I'm mistaken, the blocking is sort of like, he's like, oh, I'm going to leave. Oh, no, wait, there's something else I want to do. And then sticks her in the stomach with the knife. And when that happened, I was sort of like, like, I sort of like dropped and was kind of like, oh, they're, they're trying to half-ass do an heiress thing. Which isn't really fair for me to say or make that comparison. I don't. I, I don't know. It, it's not apples to apples, but it's the middle of the game. She's the love interest, and she gets killed by the villain. I was just kind of like, <sighs> what? I, I feel like they could have done more right. with that, though. Like, because that was she just started coming into the picture at that part of the game. Like, like yeah, she was mentioned a few times. There was a couple quick cutscenes, but like she could have traveled with the party for maybe a couple chapters and really 
they could have made it a very tragic scene is sure instead of what it what it currently is maybe they knew that they were sort of what's it pigeon pigeonholed to to this mm-hmm. like if they had brought her in more and there had been more investment and more interaction and more of development that it really would have been like Eris whereas now it's sort of a distant homage to to Eris but not even that distant I guess and and this this sort of ties into another thing that I know we're going to get into which is Kingsglaive and I had this idea just the other day that it was like upon defeating um, ardent upon beating this game, I felt why wasn't Kingsglaive the first third of the game? Why didn't most of what happened in that movie happen in the game? It didn't necessarily even have to be Noctis, though I don't know how you'd get around that. But there's a lot of Luna Freya in that movie. There's there's a lot of yep. there's a lot of story. There's a lot of background. There's a, it makes sense. Why not include that in the game? It couldn't have been that hard. I mean. They they could have included that movie with the game. They did in yeah, but that editions. was like a special edition though. Like it was like ten dollars more. I'm just saying though, like it, the amount of content that was in that movie that you never even discover in the game, that's absurd. And you don't even get to see Insomnia really. You don't ever get to explore Insomnia before it falls, and then it's just a series of hallways, and you're in like a refinery, or you're you're in you're in Chapter Thirteen, that one area. You don't get to explore Insomnia. You don't even really get to see the skyline. Like, I feel like it's barely in the game. It's all in the movie. No, I agree. I I think that's a big flaw because it's... For those who haven't watched the movie, you're going to be confused about certain aspects of the game. And if I hadn't watched the movie, I'd have even less to build on from Luna Freya. Yeah. Because she's in the movie throughout. True. Now, before we get too far away, I did want to discuss the Final Fantasy VI World of Ruin versus Final Fantasy XV's World of Ruin. Yes, let's please. Okay, so what made Final Fantasy VI World of Ruins so good is you see the despair. I, I believe you pick up as um, Celis. Celis, yep. On a remote island with a, a dying old man. And then you just you pick up from there, say, hey, this, this isn't how it's going to be. Let me rebuild the team. And you're traveling this destroyed world. And what's cool about that is the villain won at that point. He was able to destroy the world. And you're coming back from the brink of like your existence to try to conquer this evil. And it's usually like when you're doing these adventure stories, it's, hey, we're off to save the world. Oh, he almost got it. But then we stop him. Like th- this is another opportunity where the, the villain wins and it kind of shows the weakness of your heroes. But I, I still think like, again, like I'm, gra- I'm glad that they grabbed from their past. Like, boom, that was a working idea. But I think it fell short again. It was so short-lived. And you didn't really get to explore it in Final Fantasy XV. You, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, honestly, Give them back, Harry. That's rude. You give me those back. Jesus. Uh, you start the game in a flash-forward. Where yes. you're fighting. Yes, Ifrit. you do. I, I almost forgot about that, too. Because it's I, so early in the game. I yeah. didn't forget. And I don't know if it's because my ocarina sense is, like, oh, always God. there when it comes to video games. Oh, I was Jesus like, oh, Christ. we're in the future. Oh, there's some growth here. There's change in the character. Okay, great. Got it. He whacks off to Nintendo as soon as he goes Fucking fanboy. So... He somehow masturbates with a fucking 64 controller. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Turn it around and work all the... Pr- I didn't say that. All wow, right. you did. So, and that's staying in. <laughs> that's why they make the joystick. You can control it with your left the hand. The trident. Oh, I got the tremor pack. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh. Rumble pack. Uh, 
uh. He just sits there and runs Mario off this. of us. <laughs> no, Mario 64 doesn't have rumble support. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know. He's tested. He's totally tested this. But Star Fox, yeah. Okay. All right, boys. What I wanted to say about that change, the world of Ruin, all that, of course, we'll get to that in terms of the story if we do beginning, middle, and end, but the world of Ruin specifically, I felt, fell really flat, and I was very disappointed. Now, it might have been because I had played eight chapters in one day, and it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I was like, holy shit, it's finally happened. Noct is, Noct is older. We find out it's ten years. He's got the beard. Um, <laughs> if you call that a yeah, beard. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> He's got the beard. I'm calling it a beard. He has some scraggle. <laughs> um, some pubes on his face. <laughs> I, I'm i a real boy. <laughs> and real quick, we'll get into it, but I noticed a couple changes with Noct, how his father, they show his father young, and he's fine, and they show him older, and he's like limping, or he has a leg brace. When Noct is 10 years older, and they're wearing the, the king's garb or the, the, the special outfits that they wear, if you run as Noct, you don't run as fast. And he has a leg brace on his left leg. So I had always, or not always, I at that point assumed that by wearing the ring, it's almost like a Lord of the Rings, one ring to rule them all kind of thing where it's so heavy that the ring has a weight to it that is physically draining. Or if you're stuck in a crystal for 10 years, you're going to have some joint problems. <laughs> Just saying. Very true. Very, very true. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on that or not. Yeah, no, it totally, totally did. It just okay. seems like the the ring sucks the life force out right. of whoever's wearing it because he's like a little grayer too. Like yeah, when he comes bit. out, he's starting to get like gray. And yeah, he looks a lot lower, more like his dad too. Yeah, yeah. I actually like the the older knocked character model. I think that the way they aged him was well done. The other characters, yeah. it didn't seem like they were that different to me. But no. I mean, Prompto had some wrinkles at the end. Can can, can I say though, uh, just real quick, and I'll let you get back to your thing. Yep. The ring thing, I didn't know that was like a, a draining force unless I watched the movie. That that was where they really explained. Oh, I had forgotten already. Okay, yeah, I'm go just, ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, that was a big part of the movie where they're like, oh, you have to give up your life if you want to use the power kind of thing. Okay, yeah. They didn't really explain that in the game. Like, it was just, I think it was just assumed. It's, again, it's just a detriment to not watching the movie. I think it hinders right. the gameplay. Okay, back to the world of Ruin. You start off and you're back in Golden Key, which that guy is so fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just hit puberty? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You said Golden Key? Or, or Golden golden Keep? What is it? I, I just went I went in and out of that hotel so many times that in every time the like busboy is like, welcome to Golden Key or Golden <laughs> Keep. Like I heard it over and over and over again. Fun fact, it's 10,000 gil to stay a night at that hotel and I always thought oh when I get to the end of the game and I have 300 million gil I'll just spend one night at the hotel and see what happens and of course I couldn't do it but that's a separate issue you're at the the golden key or whatever and it's like infested with <laughs> golden key golden key golden <laughs> key you guys are you guys are gonna boot the game up again you're gonna walk in there and be like god damn it Ralph anyway there's monsters everywhere you know it's obvious that something has happened the world has changed the world of ruin starts to become apparent that this is a thing there are demons everywhere okay cool so the little boy, who I can't remember his name, his grandfather was killed, he picks you up in the truck. Mm -hmm. Before that happens, I thought to myself... Talcott. Thank, yeah, thank, thank you. Talcott. The one who uh, collects cactuars. Yeah, and yeah. he's got them all in the truck. Yeah. Um, before he just you know appears and picks you up, I thought, 
okay, I like where this is going. I'm going to have to walk the whole way back to Hammerhead, aren't I? I thought the same thing. fight the whole way. I really thought that you could. And then when he picks you up, I'm like, hmm. Son of a bitch. It's not that I really wanted that fight, but it made sense that you would have to, like, fight your way back to Hammerhead. It felt right at that point. And when you get to Hammerhead, and everybody's older, and it's like, oh, you know, this is an outpost now for hunters or whatever. Okay, all right, got it. This is sort of like the sort of the, the pre-end game area. You can't leave. You can't no. go grind. Cindy, Cindy? They talk about Cindy. You don't see her. There's no NPC. There's no older Cindy. There's no older um, Iris. Iris isn't there. And by the way, after Luna Freya died, I thought, okay, now it's going to be, now Iris is basically going to step in. And because at that point, I still thought that we were going to fast forward to the future or whatever, you'd find that that Iris and Noct eventually, you know, knocked. But... Knocked butt. Yeah. They knocked butt. <laughs> they, knocked. <laughs> they knocked. The world but, of Final Fantasy is I, I weird. Was, <laughs> the whole, hey, you want to knock butts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole thing became one long disappointment. Yeah, because well, okay. he picks you up, he takes you to Hammerhead. There's like nothing to do there. You can't leave. You can't grind. Half the NPCs that you've met this whole time aren't there. They're like, oh, is Sid still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. He's around doing, you know, whatever. Well, where the fuck is he? I, uh, how hard would it be to just have him be there as an NPC that you can chat with a little bit? Yeah. Or or one quest that you do with Iris now that she's older. Or one more thing with with one more thing with Cindy and the Regalia. Like, why is it that you come out of the crystal, you walk a little bit, you get picked up, you can sell some items, buy some items, and then go into Insomnia and that's it. So that was a great opportunity for storyline. What has happened in the past 10 years? Absolutely. Chat with your buddies, the ones you've been chilling with the entire game. But you know who fucking catches you up to speed? It's the kid. Talkit. That's it. On a little car ride. They could have explored that and made it a couple chapters in itself. Just fucking what has what has happened in the past 10 years. And then they made it where he's just standing next to a truck and you can go through like six or I think six different options. Just that, oh, what happened with this? Oh, what happened with this? What happened with this? Oh, I'm caught up. Yeah. Like yeah. There, there could have been some deep, meaningful scenes exploring like, oh, well, this person died. Character and development. They, they, yes. There yeah, was exactly. almost no that... character development in 10 years Yeah. in the main story of a Final Fantasy game. How did they let that happen? It, it, because the end is way too uh, linear. The end is way too linear. Yeah. Yeah. As I mean that, that does sum it up. Like as soon as as soon as you get on that train, that's the end of the game. Like tunnel vision, the, you have no options once you get on the train. Well, you can go back to the hotel and do the, or you can when you go to to rest, you can go to another chapter or whatever. You're absolutely yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But it doesn't feel back. right. It wouldn't feel right to do that. No, it, it. I feel like it breaks it if you use Fenrir to go back in time. It's dumb. I mean, I think they were doing a really good job with the story. And then they got to that point, and it kind of dropped off a little bit. I, that's that's true. Like uh, up to um, Leviathan, and you know, going to um, the other city, you know, by taking your dad's boat with Sid and all that. Like I still liked all the story aspects, and I even liked the little chat that you have to do, the kingly chat that you have to do with the mayor or governor. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. of, um, that was good. That was actually really cool. I like yeah. that. That yeah. was neat. I mean, unfortunately, that's it was, the only... It was too easy, though. 
in my it, opinion. Okay. Yeah. He's like either act like a dick or act like a king. Like, yeah, what's kinda. you going to do? Something that I did it. like. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Fuck. fuck. Fucking asshole. Fuck. You can start. Sorry, I ralphed. I ralphed you. <laughs> you ralphed. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> fuck you. I ralphed. Goddamn son of a bitch ass licking motherfucker. Where with some of the characters, they really, they started kind of showing them, I don't want to necessarily say growing up over time, but starting to take on different personalities as the game went on. Some of them anyway. I mean, when you get into, obviously, you know, Ignis is almost the same through the entire time until he goes Stevie Wonder, and then, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which, I'll bring that up in gameplay, too. But he still maintains still kind of like the same attitude. I think Gladio becomes a little more of a dick, but he just gets sick and tired of Nox whiny bullshit, which I did. I know a lot of people really aren't a big fan of Gladius. I I didn't I enjoyed the character for a good bit. And then after a certain point Gladiolus? I think Prompto he kind of stayed the same. He was the kid. He just reminded me of the kid. You know who he reminded me of? Final Fantasy VIII, Zell. Yeah, he he, he kind of gave me that little bit of feeling oh, where it's I'm like a, I'm a punk. Oh yeah. my god, I'm, pu- I'm this. This is me. It's like I know you play a role in this, <laughs> but you do get all my nerves. Hey, let me take a picture. Welcome to Golden Key. <laughs> and of course, he's the guy with the pistols, right? Like, oh he, yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, I that that was something that I I enjoyed out of like the story, at least like the development where it it got into a little more of their personalities with it. Can, can I chime in real quick? I, I really want to talk about their personalities, but go ahead, Harry. No, no, go ahead. No, I no, don't, no, no, I don't no, want to sidetrack. We might it. say the same thing. I don't know. No, no, I'm doing a very sidetracked note here. <laughs> okay, all right. The four characters. It's <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> good Gladio. Hand gesture Ralph over here. <laughs> Gladio. Prompto. Was it a touchdown, Ralph? It was a fucking touchdown. It was good. It was um, good. And, oh, God, what's the glasses what the hell is his name ignis ignis, ignis. jesus iggy. christ thank you iggy so about halfway through the game i'm like all right well no it wasn't even halfway through it's maybe the first the first two hours <laughs> <laughs> now you're just trying to let it it's on purpose Ralph is flailing his hands around <laughs> it was the first two hours knocking the, into my tv and shit bam, boom in the first two hours i was like all right <laughs> beep pop boop <laughs> we got strong jock the intellectual and the fucking idiot those are the characters they gave us. There's like, are they stereotypes? Like, that's sort of what I I got initially. I was like, okay, he's kind of like the the dopey, you know, just wants to bang chicks, airhead. And then there's Gladio, who's like, well, I'm, I'm rough and I'm tough and I'm big and I'm got these giant Look tattoos. And I'm, I'm not a douchebag at all. I'm totally awesome. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Ignis, who's just kind of like, uh, I don't know why all of you are acting like a bunch of baboons like the whole time. Like I just like he's he's obviously the 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 intellectual and he's and snobby, but he's but snobby. damn no, can okay. he cook a mean he, toad? <laughs> he is a little snobby, and I well that's just because he's British. <laughs> Let me see. Why did I did I make him, did I make him British? Just now? anybody see his teeth in the game? Any <laughs> see the driving Prince Noctis. So what might be both stupid and brilliant about this game is that I think they are stereotypes, but by the end of the game, you don't care anymore. And that camaraderie that they were striving for so hard and pushing so hard from the very get-go 
pushed it like so pushing hard. the car, <laughs> pushing the car so hard with fucking stand by me plan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't be afraid. Campfire. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. There's like there's sponsored like, by Coleman. There's totally like subtle gay themes throughout oh, okay. the whole, yeah, whole sure. thing. Sure, yeah, the leather in general. <laughs> yeah, they're all rocking a lot leather. of leather. There's a lot of leather. <laughs> Gladio refuses to put a shirt on all the time. Yeah, he's always wearing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one has all of us in it. It's um, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Prompto. <laughs> 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 Let me get a picture. <laughs> I like the oh, lighting. Love the lighting. I've just discovered a new recipe. <laughs> I do believe they call that chism, Prompto. <laughs> it's a soup. What One twink I? and three studs makes... <laughs> Uh, oh my feathered hair, son of a bitch! Yeah, you know, why do they all have like perfect like product holded hair? I I don't know. I mean, the 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 trailers early on, I was kind of like, oh my god, this is like the boy band cross country trip Final Fantasy, which I think everybody had thoughts and fears like that. And that's what I mean by like the stupidity and brilliance of this is that it's four fucking douchebags in this amazing car, but you grow to love them throughout. Like how? How do you? How do you? Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. No no no. I I completely agree. That that it's the camaraderie in this game that really makes the story. Because the story by itself, I think is it's okay. But the interactions between these characters and how much they care for one another—that's the, sto- the 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 strong story aspect here. W- was anybody weirded out? by how bad Gladio wanted Noctis to bone his sister. Yeah, kind of... He's just he's trying try- to pawn it off on the king. For real. Like, he's trying to be part of the royal family. Listen here, Iris, I really want to get into the royal bloodline, so you better fuck Noctis right. <laughs> You're gonna put out. <laughs> he's just pimping on his sister. Yeah. But then you can't talk about the date or he'll kick Noct's ass. I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how your date went. Mine was magical. <laughs> it was it was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day. We'll it, was get a great, it was a great. Day. I got a lot of AP. Yeah. Oh, I got so much AP. <laughs> and ASS. Just, oh sh- <laughs> <laughs> Shooting AP all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. There's so much voice acting. That's just throwing me off. I don't know if that's music. They like. Can you pick a region to have someone from? Because they had little bit of everything. You had you had just a regular American accent. Then you had a British guy going around with you. You go to a garage. Hey, y'all. Yeah. They you really want, you want okay. some butter corn? You know what? You're right. Let's talk about Cindy for a second, okay? <clears throat> Let's talk about Cindy and my game girls. Is is Cindy what Japanese perverts think American women are? Yes. Probably. Because... They're not too far off, depending on where you go. But... God bless but America. But come on. Like, I, I have to admit, she was kind of offensive, even, even to me. You know, like... <laughs> She's, it's right, kind of like, all right, hold on a second here. She's a fucking mechanic who wears a bikini under her jean shorts. It's really hot and gloves. Jobs, man. Yeah, well. Uh, she's in the no. desert, man. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, she's Cindy, in the desert. They're being practical. Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. Cindy. Yeah, Ralph's been... over here playing the game. Enough of this Cindy chick with the boobs hanging out. Get back to the guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. the car. yeah you're right. 
she could have been an attractive NPC, and she could have been written to be sort of attractive. Instead, she just comes across as this bumbling airhead who's good with cars. I actually completely disagree. She, do- I don't think she comes off as an airhead at all. You don't. You no, just, you I just think, think she comes off as like a Southern Belle type of chick. Southern Belle, okay. And like honestly, the fact that there is no romantic thing involving her at all is like props to them. Look, I think they could have put Cindy in a pair of overalls and like a t-shirt and she still could have been hot. Like to me, it's like, why did they make this character this way? Why did they put her in a fucking bikini and Sex all sells, this? Sex dude. Yeah, I, well, okay, but I mean... That's why there were so many close-up shots of, like, when they were getting a certain angle. It's just ass. Yeah, but yeah. but to me, like, Luna Freya and even she... Well, maybe not Shiva when she's in her when in her summon form but Giggity. but the the human form of shiva like they're all tasteful like what like the to- it doesn't it it's jarring because, to me cindy is jarring because you have polar opposites in the entire game it, it's it's just fitting into one thing or another just showing here is the diversity of this world because there is a little bit of everything so yeah I, even look at hold on sorry real quick yeah, yeah. even look at the party you have Gladio, who doesn't fucking put a shirt on, True. closed the entire time, who's, like, fucking ripped and covered in tattoos. And then you have Noctis, who's, like, some scrawny dude that's always wearing a fucking t-shirt and shorts and boots. And like, then- like, I mean, I'm not saying it's not possibly to, uh, able to be af- offended by it. I'm just saying it's, like, one of those things, like, not every fucking girl in the entire game is like that. That's they, true. They did it on purpose. Like, it was purposeful, but also she's in the middle of the desert, or she works in a fucking, as a mechanic. Like, I kind of get it. They didn't maybe didn't have to make her bra bright red. Like, stuff, little accents like that, sure, they're trying to play into it. But also, like, there's not any, like, super obscene things that happened there i just felt like she was walking fan service yeah yeah i agree yeah it, it, to, right. me, to me it, it it takes something away from the game i don't know why i'm saying you know you guys i obviously seem to be in the minority here i just felt like it makes it less of a work mine. of art is what you're saying well like, sure yeah I, I agree the female body is a work of art harry you just yeah. have to look at it i'm, I'm in that camp too i actually yeah. thought that maybe prompto and cindy might have had like maybe like you know in in the world of ruin like i was kind of yeah yeah like it's like yeah. okay you know he's constantly talking about her in the game well he kind of talks about all the girls but he you know he's talking about her maybe something eventually happened and oh here's little baby Prompto Jr. or whatever, but no. It's a missed opportunity. Like, again, back to the World of Ruin thing. They dropped the fucking ball on that Agreed. One. So one thing that they did strong in this game, in my opinion, you, know, you, you guys are fe- feel free to disagree. All the characters that are a part of the main party, you get right from the get-go. Now, a lot of JRPGs, they introduce... I agree that uh, that yeah. is a fact. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of JRPGs, they introduce characters here and there, so sure. one at a time, they flesh out their story. One at a time, flesh out their story. Boom, you're hit with all four fucking characters right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> and, that's, and that's no I, accident. No, 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 no. And I think that works for this game. Because you're trying to build this com- camaraderie. Like, you want to see all these guys right from the get-go. They're on the whole adventure together. That basically pushes the thesis of the game about the camaraderie, like yeah, you yeah. said. That it's perfect to start that way and to keep Fuck you, Clark. To keep the top <laughs> same camaraderie. The camaraderie was they were great camaraderie. Why? What? 
You guys have just said it so many times already. <laughs> but I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm going to probably use it a lot more though. But it's like so prevalent in this game. The friendships you mean, and relationships and you mean right. the camaraderie, the camaraderie, and butt plugs. Didn't okay. I'm sorry. Come rodden me. Can I quote you from <laughs> a previous episode? No, it's it literally, literally like that's that's where it's from now because you said camaraderie once. I said camaraderie. <laughs> you said camaraderie once, and then we started talking about all like the gay overtones, and just that's what it is to me now. Like it's that's like it's like the word association for the rest of the fucking podcast. Guys, I think we need to bring our camaraderie up. Camaraderie, Are you all right? There? <laughs> Twitching out. He's getting excited. Watch out. Where guys. the hell were we? I don't want to bring my camaraderie up with you. Camaraderie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Camaraderie. <laughs> no, Harry went. <laughs> Go to the sperm bank, do a camaraderie. <laughs> Let's 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 wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, Ralph. So the story. <laughs> I think a big story arc note is you find out that your father is dead. Yeah, I mean, first and you have the to capital get, has fallen. You get the golden key, and then you try to talk to the the jeweler guy to get a ticket to go on the boat to your wedding with Luna Freya, uh, yeah. and right. you have to stay the night. After you talk, he's like, "Oh, it'll be ready tomorrow morning," and that's when boom, every, basically, shit goes uh, down. Basically, Kingsclave happens, and yeah. Yeah, everything basically. that happens during that time with with your with your dad and insomnia being invaded and um, stabbed in the back by the empire, basically, mm. Arden takes you to Titan. Yes. Which, of course, we meet Arden for the first time at Golden Key. I just remember that Arden leads you to Titan. Yeah, basically, he leads you through most of the game. Like he's setting a trail. Yeah. He knows the end game, of course. And I think you start to. I don't know about you, but after like the second time, it's like, all right, why does this guy keep popping up? I don't really have a good feeling about him. So you defeat Titan, and gain yeah, his power, which was pretty incredible. Just that, all right, that's the first big thing where, all right, you fought regular enemies up to this point. You are basically fighting it, an entity, a god. So then you defeat Titan. You have basically Titan's blessing. And, well, of course, the big thing leading up to it is that Noctis starts having, like, pretty the much headaches. the headaches, and it's Titan speaking to him. It's and a tumor. It's, just, it's not it's a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> not a tumor. <laughs> and it's, it's Who crazy. Who is to... your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> they capture you. They steal the regalia. That was you... a whole chapter in itself. Does that blow anybody's mind? Hey, we need our car back. Whole chapter of the game. And all it is is just jumping into the fort and stealing it back, really. Essentially. But to get Chocobos. After you get the regalia back, I think that's when you hit the road to go to the boat, basically. You go to the yeah. You go to the other side of the map, and you get in the boat, and you have a little bit of downtime. You can do a couple yeah. things here and there. I think there's, there's, a, there's a couple tombs that you had to mm-hmm. that you had kind of in between. I, I think a lot of those are optional, though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they are. Well, I, I think after they do that temple, if I'm not mistaken, this is when they venture to the 
other continent to unleash yes. Leviathan. Yes. Yeah. To Al Alticia pleads with Hillary Clinton about <laughs> she I, acquiring. She totally looks like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Everybody, uh, yeah, you does. you Google her online. Everybody talks about her as Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to acquire this power. He he has this long epic fight with Leviathan. After the fight, Titan steps in, defeats Leviathan. Noctis basically collapses. Luna Freya is there to, to try to assist him. And then Arden stabs Luna Freya to basically turn events. Because you you're, you're kind of unsure about Arden at this point in the game. Right. And I, uh, who would trust him? No, I know I he did. had shady intentions, but I didn't know he was the villain of the that game. That kind of solidified okay. it. We just saw him pop up and he's like, oh, stabbed you in the face. Well, yeah, stomach, but... Because even then, like, right before he does it, he helps her complete the ceremony. True. And then he's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, actually, real quick before I go step, step, step. Doesn't she, like, heal him or something at the at, during that same scene? Like, she, like, touches his hand and, it, like, the, the yellow, like... Her glow, her aura. Her glow kind of, like, goes on his hand and he's sort of like, ah, get off me kind of a thing. So it fast forwards the timeline a little bit. They venture... It's a couple weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. After that. Because <clears throat> Noctis is, is, is still in a funk. Um, this is when you start noticing the tones of the characters starting to change a little bit, too. And I think they venture... Anyway, they venture to the other continent. Hold on. Real, real quick. Things to point out there. During the Leviathan fight, you separate from the party. Things happen to oh, the party oh, yeah. during that time. Yeah, of course. Um, there's... Gladio gets all cut up, like he has a bunch of scars. Prompto seems like he's just like more paranoid than than ever, and Ignis loses his eyesight. But before we go to this content, there's that chapter where Gladio splits off, and he goes and he does his own thing, and you find out he's actually in Lestalem, and you go back there to process the mithril in the reactor by fighting a couple weak enemies. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And you're in, like, a cosmonaut space suit or radiation suit. I just thought it was a really dumb part. It was dumb because, like, we obviously knew that it was... Well, oh, sorry. I wanted to bring light to it. You know that it's Gladio. <laughs> light. Because it's a power plant. You know that it's Gladio, and Gladio pretty much knows that it's knocked, and you're just doing this little... It's like a 15-minute chapter, and it's like, why is this in the game? Like, who who thought this needed to be there? You I just, sound like someone I know. Oh, yeah, no shit. You remind me of a, a, a princely figure I knew once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, oh su God. it's super dumb. You want to touch it's my real penis? Dumb. I want to touch your penis. Yeah, so, like, after the Leviathan fight, everyone's, like, pretty scarred. And then Noct is like just kind of ruined from the whole Lady Lunafreya dying in front of him and him being powerless to stop it. I really felt like I understood that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody other than Gladio is like, look, you need to like fucking get over this shit. It's like he just lost like the person he pretty much figured he was not ordained to to marry. It was No, he was ordained. It, okay. It, it was it, it was it like was, a royal order. Right, right. And it just was as a bonus, they kinda like each other. So his betrothed. Betrothed, thank you. Aw. So yeah, he just, just lost his dad, his city, and now, like, essentially, the girl he was going to spend the rest of his life with. Like, I can understand why he would be a little sad yeah, he's for in a, a couple weeks. Yeah, a little bit there. <laughs> a little bit. And then Gladio's just kind of a dick. I mean, I get he's trying to do his responsibility because they explained in his story that's what he's there for. That's the his shield, job. Right? That's, that's yeah. what his family has done. That's what his people have done for the royal family for centuries, millennia, however long it's been. 
And so he's the one that really tries to press it in. But at that point is he seemed different. Like he seemed supportive, like all the way up to there, but something, something that happened in Altiza or Altizia with Leviathan changed him from that. I think his, his personality really took, took a turn. I, I mean, I really kind of think he came together with his like mortality. He realized like, Oh, like no matter what, there's like, forces way beyond me that i could never Mm -hmm. even comprehend and so i think that's why he's so hard on noctis is because he knows noctis can actually control that kind of stuff but yeah i that's actually where i stopped liking gladio for pretty much the rest Hmm. of the game even after the whole so like also there's like a big decision that you get to make during this time on the train they arrive at like the halfway point on the train and you can go into that mission and you can either take Ignis or not take Ignis. Which, did we address the full situation with him? He's blind. Yeah, okay. I guess we, what, did you say Stevie wondered it? Yeah, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're right. And it's at this point in the game where I started to realize that in terms of the, the character's story, I liked Ignis the best. Because Prompto kept asking me about whose picture he wanted to take it. And I was like, this is annoying. <laughs> or hey, or hey, let's let's go take a picture over here, and I'm like, okay, you like, uh, okay, like that's all you have to contribute. And the picture mechanic is more gameplay. We'll get into it, but you know, I, at the end of every day, I was like, oh, I like this one. I don't like that one. I like this one. I'll save this one. This one's really funny. I'm going to keep it. Like I, I liked that, but like him just talking about it, it didn't bring anything to the table. And even sort of the making the the meals and the different ingredients, even though it was goofy, I liked Ignis best, and I didn't. I used Gladio, I think, more in combat, but I sort of realized that he was my favorite character, and now he's blind. And I thought for a minute there that maybe he would recover, and he doesn't, and you get that important decision, which I assume all of us said yes to keeping him. I took Ignis. I took Ignis. I I took him, but I actually looked it up because I was was curious about the alternate actions to it. He goes with you either way. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So yeah. the illusion of choice. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Like for that one, because there's a few of them where the decision you make does have a little bit of a different outcome. Because I looked it up for just because we're around the same exact point, Leviathan. When you have to ask for her power or you mm-hmm. demand her power. Yeah. If you ask for it, it you're just ask for it. Nothing's really going to happen. Uh, if you demand it, you get extra AP, but she's even harder. This point forward is where things do start to get more linear, where it's a little. Oh, more, the second you board the train, much, that's, that's pretty much. That's pretty much. Can I say though? I really enjoyed the train chapter. There's something about it, just the the travel, I guess, or the just the the feel of the conversation, just exploring this new continent, more or less. Like, I something about it. I don't know. I just I really really enjoyed that that part of the game. There's no particular reason that I can think of it other than, I guess, the less freedom, but I, I just feel differently. I, I don't really feel that yeah, being I, stuck I, on the train and exploring it for items and then what you have the sequence where you get attacked and you have to defend the train and then you're on the roof and Arden, Arden switches his image sort of like a, a Loki kind of thing. I played, I did a fuck ton of side quests in like the chapters two through four or something like that. When, yeah, when it's still yeah, open yeah. world, right? I was ready for story at this point. Okay. I think this is when the point where they really kind of start jamming it down your throat and you don't really have that freedom to explore. So you start 
indulging in this this story a little bit more than okay. in previous parts of the game. So you're saying it was a refreshing change of pace versus... Yeah, I was ready to start committing to the story of the game at this point. Right. So I, I was ready for that, and I guess this is kind of almost one of the first areas where you kind of come off of the, the, the open-worldness. Yeah, see, to me, I still, I still felt the itch to explore. So being forced on the train was a detriment to my experience. Arden playing his mind games and tricks because now you're really starting to see, okay, he's not just your regular baddie. He's got some tricks up his sleeve, Noctis pushes Prompto off the train without even realizing it. So now Noctis is even more fucked up in the head because that's that was his best friend, basically. And, and then that gets us into chapter 13. No, 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 no. Hold on. That's, there, there, wait. It was a mild thing I, I think we need to touch on, though. The Glacian? Shiva? Yes. Oh, Shiva. Yeah. 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 yeah like that now, whole thing. Like now I don't they pronounced her like to... dead. She was a dead summon. Right. At this yeah. point in the game, they never really clarified as why she's actually still alive. You know what's creepy and like a game glitch that I'd love to show you guys? I have a picture that um, Prompto took, where we're like on the road right after a fight, and she's in that picture. She's like standing in the background of that picture. No, that's not a glitch. That's a that's a thing. What's the thing? The 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 escort to um, Lunafreya. She follows. She's in the she's in pictures throughout the game. Yes. <laughs> okay. She shows up in pictures. I thought it was kind of cool that it, that that's I thought I had some that's neat. It's Fuck. very creepy. She showed up in three of my pictures. Three of them. Wow. Yes. Really. It's randomized. Check that shit out. You're right. So she dies. She dies as well, an she's asshole. claimed as dead. She, but they the, never really got into that. How did she die? The the empire defeated her. I thought the empire like just yeah, killed her and they then used her power. To, her. to go back on what we were saying earlier about chapter thirteen, that's not that's not insomnia. That's the empire city when we we go to rescue Prompto. That's chapter thirteen, the one that's really long. Rescue Prompto. Yeah, for the rescue. Otherwise, it, I, otherwise it wouldn't make any sense because. We don't go to Insomnia until after the Crystal, and this is all before the Crystal. So you go through the Glacian's the Glacian. spot where she's supposedly dead, and then you go and you see Wedge and Biggs, which I thought was awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah they're that's back right. again. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad they, they, they have these like little tropes in all the Final Fantasies that they, they right. stay very consistent with. Mm-hmm. Sid. Chocobos. Wedge and Biggs, pretty I think much. think Moogles were in the game, too. Well- Iris has an attack that was a Moogle. That's the only Moogle I saw. She, like, throws a Moogle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but still, like it was in the game, though. You're right, you're yeah. right, you're right. Oh, and Cactar. Cactar is, like, a thing oh, since yep. 7, yeah. I believe. Well, Marlboro, too, is a recurring thing, right? Well, and all, of course, all, yeah, the, yeah, all yeah. the Astrals and Esperus mm-hmm. and stuff. And then on your way back is when she reveals that this lady that you've been talking to in the background is Shiva. Right. She kills Arden in front of you. She just goes... Boop. Yep, she just taps him. He shatters into thousands of pieces. Well, she freezes him and then knocked, attacks the frozen Arden and shatters it to pieces. Okay. Which at that point I was wondering that, well, that's kind of anticlimactic. That, that Roll be. credits. It's I like, was still thinking at that point that we were going to fight the Emperor. Then they end up going to the uh, Imperial City. You find out Prompto has been captured. You fight through their like barracks of this ultra fortress. And then you find out that the Emperor has just gone full demon mode. Yeah, like uh, That is an issue I have with the game, though, because 90% of the game, your enemy is the Empire and the Emperor. And then all of a sudden, Arden is your enemy. It's such a quick change of events, that it ju- and it just makes the Emperor 
and the empire just irrelevant at such a point because it, wasn't he like the chancellor to the emperor uh, to the empire or something yeah Arden? yeah Arden was yeah but i mean okay, he was yeah, I gotcha. he was basically like the the puppeteer right more or less and the i don't think the emperor master. realized well, that, that until it was too late that's kind of like a kefka trope because there's an empire and an emperor in Final yeah, Fantasy VI. I agree. But they're not the real villain. Kefka's the real villain. True. So his game is pretty much... You find out at this point, his game is to take the throne and to rein in a, like the darkness and the zombies. Or, and, not, wow, not zombies. What the <laughs> fuck? Demons. Demons. <laughs> and <laughs> revenge. No, 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 no. And revenge, yes. On the family bloodline. Yeah. Which is fucked because like Noctis didn't do anything to him, right? But, and like he's he in the way, ruins Noctis's life. Oh but yeah, I think he also wants to die, which means he won. Yes, they both win at the end of the game because Noctis wants to kill him, and Arden wants to die. But Noctis doesn't want to die. No, Noctis doesn't want to die, but so Noctis does want to kill Arden more than he wants to live. So after okay. you're absorbed into yeah. the crystal, yeah, because yeah. he made that and, okay. he made that pact. He made the pact. Do with you want to Bahamut. give up your life to end Arden's? He basically now they don't. I know they don't spell it out in words in the game, but he did make that agreement. Well, yeah, they they pretty much alluded to it. It was within the conversation with Bahamut. The light of the world can be accomplished, but it takes the life of the king to do it. Noctis knew this already. And that's why he was so apprehensive about putting the ring on. And not only just because of the Luna Freya, that was her job to get on the ring, but I think that because he realized what responsibility was his and what was going to be asked of him, even though he didn't want it. And then that's after he started putting on the ring, which I got pissed at because you have good powers. Fucking put it on a couple chapters ago. That would have been good. That's where he finally takes it that seriously and said, this is it. So after your conversation, so it begins chapter 14, and now you're in the world of ruin. Ten years after, inside the crystal. Comes out of the crystal, he's in a prison. That's um, all the beard he could grow in ten years. Apparently. Just saying. It is kind of funny how everyone seems to have more facial hair after the, the ten years. And then, yeah. of course, uh, it, it's not really explained how Noctis is where he is or Obviously, he wasn't conscious for those 10 years. He was just sort of meditating, I guess, or in a meditative state. And we never really get the full story on how the other guys got out of the Imperial City, I guess. Right. Why Why was 10 years necessary, though? Have you played Ocarina of Time? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. No. I'm, but, I'm nipping that right in the fucking... I'm just Shitter. saying, like, why why was it necessary <laughs> to fast forward ten years? Like, why why did the the creators of this game feel the need to to do that? Maybe if they had built more onto it, like maybe if the world of ruin was more elaborate, like the end of the game, you get a nice surprise, you get the whole open world as different, and you can do whatever you want and explore it. That would have sort of justified the the ten years, but for it to be a little blip before you head into the city, good question. Yeah, you... why they even do it? Maybe if it had happened in the middle of the game, which it seems like an odd choice to put it at the end of the game. Yeah, because there's no time to develop, like, oh, what happened in those 10 years? Hell, they don't even ask Gladio, like, what he was fucking doing when he, like, disappears. No. Like, well, I have no fucking idea. I'm glad you brought up Gladio because there was this throwaway line, and I don't know if you guys caught it or if I was just lucky, but it seems that Gladio developed a heart problem in between the, during the 10 years because we got into the city and something, Gladio like tripped or something. 
Oh, and, yeah. And so I was like, hey, big guy, you know, like, I need you to, I need you to stay on your feet. And he's like, well, it's just my heart, you know, I'm good. Boop, 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 boop. And it's like, wait a minute, what? There's, there, is there I, a thing or isn't there a thing? I noticed that. Does he, is, is he like, okay, it's been, it's been 10 years, you know, you're, you're 30 plus, I guess now. And like, did you develop like a heart murmur or something? Or like, is there something wrong? And then I was like, oh shit, he's not even going to make it to the end of the game. Like he's going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he it, just it sees it a freak. <laughs> <laughs> he just like clutches his chest and falls over. <laughs> uh, like again, I, and I then sort of had this fucking trips over him, <laughs> <laughs> like, wipes out the whole party. Oh man, my elementals! <laughs> you have the citadel in your sights, and you're just well. You go through the subway. You have some battle along the way, and then you you start coming in a couple another big baddies, and then you're finally right in front. Arden appears again. It's not time for me yet. Here's Ifrit. Yeah, it's like his one last trick up his sleeve is Ifrit. And then all of a sudden, it's just fire flames, and he's just sitting back on the chair. It's like, oh, shit. Thank God for Shiva. She came back and pretty much just gave Ifrit kiss of death. A kiss of death. Oh, and Bahamut. Was... Bahamut shows up, too. Oh, yeah. That's and with his, it throws Fantastic. down his, yeah, and have Ifrit like dodging flipping around like all of a sudden he's ninjutsu it's like you know i know kung fu a true battle of the gods it was a really cool moment oh that that was really neat and then you get to choose your picture all right i want to know what picture did you guys choose i went back and forth as to whether or not i was going to pick that one where it was it couldn't have been Ignis because he used the dagger. Someone shoved like a gigantic battle axe straight up Gladio's <laughs> ass. Oh, yeah, oh no, no, that no, was, it was Ignis. Ignis. It was the spear. Because he had okay. the pole arm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I want to do this one or do I want to do like... You can see that one on our Facebook, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on our Facebook. <laughs> um, Courtesy of Ralph. Classic moment. Uh, I actually went with the very first picture. The one with the four of them in front of four of them in the regalia at Hammerhead. I, Dude, the one I, I picked, picked the same one. I, I did too. I did not. I picked the one... Right before you ship off on the boat, the group of all oh, yeah, the, the, group, the of group of all of them. You see the old group and the new group all mixed in ones. Yeah. Just like there's mm-hmm. like ten people in in the shot. I thought about that one actually. I, I went with that one. Well, cool. I'll be honest. The first time I I tried beating it, I I picked that one, and then the second time I tried beating it, I picked the other one, and then the third time I tried beating it, I picked <laughs> the other one. You should save, dude. <laughs> oh no, I did. The only problem is I saved when I had. No potions or anything else left for the final battle. Good times. Yeah. Uh, oh, Phoenix yeah. Downs oh. just had to keep waiting. But let's save that. We are now let's at press on. the, the Arden. It's, it's the it's the fight with Arden. Uh, you fight him in two forms. Once you defeat him, it's pretty much the end of the game. Well, in yeah. the throne room, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the body's hanging. Yeah, in it's, the it's like Luna Freya and... Luna Freya. I saw the Emperor there. Yep. I think I saw King Noctis, and then I also saw the main character Not from... King Noctis. Uh, King Noctis isn't me. You're right. Noctis' father. And then also the protagonist from Kingslave. I'm pretty sure he was on the, the right-hand side. Because I... Oh, and, and my no. game, I took a manual picture of all of them up there. You're so. sick. Yeah, which that, that was just an intense battle at the end. Yes, it so was. I keep fighting back and forth, then go Super Saiyan for a little bit. <laughs> and then it's at the end where you can tell it's it's literally the last of everything. Because you, you can't block, you can't dodge, you just have to keep button mashing until you get that prompt for that, that final battle. 
Yeah, when they you guys are just when when the when they're just fucking zipping around the fucking. I did like that part. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, similar to the Leviathan fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it just brought an extra intensity because you're just going all over the city. I also thought it was cool that um they show that Arden does have the same powers as the king. Yeah, where he brings up all of the different uh like relic weapons. Mm-hmm. and is fighting you and it's like oh shit like i'm actually going up against a, a former king not former king but you know what i mean like a former bloodline yeah it was clear that he could warp strike and had all the similar oh yeah attacks that you did yep i thought that was really cool it was tough as shit but oh hell yeah now you're you're pretty much at the point where noctis is taking his spot on the throne and all of basically his you know, forefathers, the the kings that came before him pretty much strike him down on the throne, but then you're taken into this almost like astral plane. This is the part where Noctis needs to die to get into that plane where Arden is at. To kill yes. Arden yeah, for good. to finally yeah. destroy him. So I have to become a ghost to kill Arden's ghost, more or less. Yeah. And then it's again where Lady Lunafreya appears again and reaches out to him and again that glow of the light of her healing appears because what i think now coming back from initially from the leviathan fight she's there to bring the light and then noctis comes in and ends it i don't think we've touched on the fact that unless i'm mistaken noctis is on the throne he's been attacked by all the previous kings except for the spirit of his father who hesitates and he essentially has to egg his father on to kill him he's like trust Mm -hmm. trust in me it's like I, I I can do this, and that was literally like the final blow. Which I thought it was that was a really powerful moment too, where yeah. he's just standing with his back towards Noctis as he's you know basically being killed, and you can see it on his face. You know, it's like this is what I knew this was going to what has become of my son, and now this is finally here, and he has to participate into it and bring this all together. It was, I just found that as like a really, where I sat back and I'm like, oh, damn, this is really good. No, absolutely. That, that definitely struck a chord with me as someone who has a son. I was like, if I had to put myself in these shoes, could I do that? It's just the mentality that I have now. Like when I see anything involving kids or their parents and stuff like that. Like, it's a mentality that's... Wait, you just tell your son to put the ring on earlier, and at least he has good genes for a beard, not yeah. some scruffy yeah. stuff Don't come out looking like a pussy. <laughs> Nerf herder. Then we get the cut scenes at the end of the game, which I want to discuss with you guys. So the first cut scene is the throne scene. The most important thing that I gathered from this scene is that you see Fenrir first. Then it pans up, and then it's Noctis and Lady Lunafreya on the throne, both alive, possibly, and they're, like, embracing each other. Then it pans out to show... The title logo. The title logo, yeah. And then they... It adds Noctis that to That adds them onto it after yep. it's all it's all complete. I'm like, oh, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, to me, and I, I did a little research online afterward because I just wasn't sure what to think of it but my initial impression was that they're both dead and this is the afterlife that yeah that's I, mine too that's yeah, why because okay. they're, they're distinctly wearing white in that scene as well yeah and they're both bathed in in white light and stuff like that oh also it's very important to note that it also brings light back to the 
like before they pan up to them, it brings light back to the world. Mm. Yeah. Him defeating Arden. So the only thing that throws me for a loop about that whole thing is the fact that Fenrir is sitting there when that happens. And he's the thing that you use to travel back in time. It's just a weird thing that makes me think like, okay, is there some weird and like Fenrir is a summon. Not all the summons in this game are actual summons, things like that. They also don't go really into full detail about what the last thing that Lady Luna Freya wrote in the journal. And you don't know, like Noxus just looks at it, doesn't talk to anybody about it, puts it back in Fenrir. I'm really wondering if there was something in that Fenrir's backpack. Fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> Bend over. Fenrir. No, 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 no. I, I, I like what you're saying, Clark. I, I gotcha. I just don't know if there's any sort of like weird time travel hitchiness where, right, where they're it alive. Actually, happened. Let's. Yeah. Can I, can I say? I I think the best way to chalk this up, instead of super anal- analyzing this scene, I think, as far as the Final Fantasy franchise goes. They're notorious for ambiguity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is just one of those moments they kind of just want you to be unclear. And yeah. And I, I think they just threw that in just to fuck with your head so that you can interpret it whatever way satisfies you. Well, then you guys heard mine. I think they, like, somehow went back in time using Fenrir and are both alive. I to be completely honest, I don't think there is like a clear. Distinct yeah, no, I don't. I don't think the there there is either. It was all a dream. They just woke up after the wedding <laughs> day. Fit, the Ra- campfire, right. rounding out everything. I, I go ahead. I will say, as cheesy and corny and whatever the fuck it is, that campfire scene. I think that was the most emotional scene I think that I witnessed in the entire game. You felt something. Yeah, yeah, I did. And everybody cried. Yep. Including you. No, I didn't cry. No, you did. I did you, I did you cry? Her. Her. I don't little cry. Bit. Actually, I was kind of like, just fucking say it, dude. Like, get it get it out. Like, uh, come on. What the hell? Because he's like... <laughs> just like, just say it. <laughs> I don't know what it, it is you want to say, but say it. You guys, you're the best. You're, you're the, the best. best. You're the best. All right. All right. Never gonna, gonna get gonna bring you down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, how they should have ended the game. They started with Stand By Me. They should have ended with that. <laughs> so there's one There's one thing I noticed about that scene as well. There I go. Noctis isn't wearing the ring in that scene, which I thought was interesting. It's just like subtle, either like somebody fucked up at Square and didn't add that no. to the character model. But like literally as soon as he puts on that ring, he never takes it off. I think he has it on in the scene previous, like the wedding, it looks like the wedding scene because he's in that, that Royal blue, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have it on at the campfire. And it really just bugs me. It sticks out as like a, when does this take place? Well, on the way to insomnia, would but he be can't, my... he can't take the ring off. Yeah. That's what, that's Clark's point is that once that's he when puts, it's... are you sure? Are you sure he can't take it off? Yeah. He has to have it on. It's the symbol of the King. As soon as he puts it on, the only ra- the the only way the ring comes off is when they're they're essentially about to die. But I where do he... they clarify that though? Because I thought it was more Kingslave. You... Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Once you take it off, because I'm pretty sure like the way they portrayed it in Kingslave is once you put it on, you have basically like a timer or whatever your agreement was with the council 
when you go into that other world, that's the binding contract at that point. From what I understand is as soon as you take the ring off, that's your timer, and it's very, very short. Because if you remember in Kingsglaive, Lucius takes the ring off and immediately hands it, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to fight this guy that I have no chance of, of beating, and and fights that dude and just eats it. I, I'm just saying, because what I saw from Kingsglaive is when he talked to the council, they were like, you have until dawn. Or something like that. Oh yeah, that's true. That, that is true uh, for King's Glaive. Yeah, I, I don't. But he wasn't a king. No, true. he wasn't a king. But that was his contract. I thought at some point he took the ring off and then put it back on. I could swear he that ha- there's I, he had it for a really no, long time no, and didn't I, put it on. I know that. And then he did. He put it on eventually. And then I could have swore there was another part where he took it off and put it back on again. Either way, I thought it was a really weird thing. To have picked sure. up from that last thing. Mm. It's a very emotional scene. But yeah, the ending just leaves me with questions. And I knew, I, I mean, I knew what I was getting into. It's a Final Fantasy game. I'm probably going to leave with questions. But like, I just feel like I have too many questions about the story as a whole to have like fully, fully enjoyed it. That's mm. like where I'm at with the story. Let's uh, mosey on into gameplay, guys. Gameplay. The active cross battle system. So where you could actually interchange even in the middle of attacking. You weren't taken to another plane or, you know, just to like another area to do your battle. It's still all open world as you're as you're going. I liked it a lot. It uh, it took me a little bit to get used to. I yeah. will say that. Plus because I played a little bit I be, I began the game took a long break because there was a lot of stuff in between because I'll be honest it didn't catch me at the very beginning of the game and then to go back in and learn it after the tutorials again it took a little bit to catch up on but once you found a good strategy to work it dashing in with your your single-handed sword and then quick switching over to the great sword for a little more striking power than you know switching back again starting to get in like a little bit more I don't want to call it like advanced battle but really utilizing the system they put in place to really take as much as many benefits out of it. Yeah, and then there's also like the the back attacks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the where blind hold, side. Blind yeah, sides. blind sides. But no, I'm talking about actually like if you hold back, you attack differently than if oh, you're holding yeah, left yeah, yeah. or right or up or down. I, I think at the best of times, like using the techniques and doing the, what, what is it called when you hit somebody from the back? Blind side. The blind side. Like, using some of those, like, attributes of the battle, like, I think it was awesome. But at the worst of times, it felt like a hack and slash. And it didn't feel like there was a lot of strategic components to the battle system. So I was I was back and forth on, on my, my feelings towards it. Like, is there a so- certain times I really enjoyed it and certain times I just felt it was monotonous? I think that's fair to say. I, I, I liked... Um... I really liked actually the install timer and then you just had like the Citadel's platforming. You had like 10 or 15 minutes to just learn the combat. You guys did that, right? Or is yeah. Or just me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like basically seeing how many hits you could chain together, you know, sort of for fun. Like I, I enjoyed that whole bit. Getting into the actual game, I, I played... I played like the first 20 hours without using weight mode and then I decided to give weight mode a shot. And turned it on so that anytime you stop moving knocked, a timer starts and you can decide who you want to attack and you can 
do other things. And and wait mode, I, I found that there were some pluses and some minuses to it. If it was a one-on-one fight using, you know, dodge and and attacking and counterattacking, I felt, you know, really worked. If it was Oh, Empire above. Oh, Empire's here. Oh, Empire's here. Oh, look, an Empire ship. Oh, look, a ship. Another one. Like, I, I guess I got so tired of just being like, I just want to walk across this field without the Empire dropping a million <laughs> dudes on me. Okay. <laughs> it's rain, men! <laughs> Literally. Um, and then it's like, okay. Just pull up Blair and that on the loudspeaker. <laughs> now there's like 20 dudes that I have to fight, and it's just, it's just this big mess. It's just this big nasty mess of different body parts like i can't i don't know what to dodge and when not to or when to parry like yeah you get the prompt to parry but like there were times where it just for me it didn't work and there were also times where i was like look just give me the plane four guys fighting however many you know enemies and just make it turn-based because having it be more of an action game i didn't always enjoy and we'll get into it later, but when it came to towards the end game, I didn't feel there was any real place to grind. Well, there wasn't. Well, there's that. And just, I started to get tired of the combat. Like, the fight with Arden, I was kind of like, uh, I don't want to say I was bored, but like at that point, I was just waiting for him to, you know, basically get to a point where, okay, I start and start. Like, that that fight is threefold, if I remember. Like, there's the part where you're just on the open field and you guys can do whatever. You can you can warp strike and you can fight each other as yeah. sort of as equals. And then after a certain point, you go god mode and you guys are flying around like the fight with Leviathan. And then eventually you get to the point where you just hit and circle like 10 times in a row or something to kill Arden. Yeah, pretty much. You would go in for a strike, they do their little thing, and then it would prompt you again to hit circle. That's pretty much all the end game was. But, I mean, that's also after you just fought like hell to even just to get that point in that yeah. final battle. I mean, the fight with Titan, I actually didn't like all that much. The quick time events. I mean, I, I and I also thought it was weird. That it's like, why did I just take his arm off? Don't I want like rec- to recruit him? Like I was <laughs> thinking that, that like you know, I you, you just gimped him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to like d- like literally defeat him in order to bring him along, and that was sort of like the first sign that I was like, I don't know if I really like this whole thing. And then the fight with Leviathan, I couldn't get fucking anywhere with him for like twenty minutes it really started to tick me off that I just, I kept warp striking to all the different points in the, and it's so funny because she's like, I don't want my citizens to be harmed. Oh, but that dis- but that city was, that city oh, was fucking yeah. destroyed. <laughs> it's like, I'm willing to accept a moderate amount of damage. But they and did I evacuate. Like, <laughs> that, was the, that was the big thing. That was well, sure. evacuate and then I don't know. At one point in the battle with Leviathan, I was like, I, I don't know what the fuck to do. And, and then finally I must have done the right thing and I started to do the whole god mode thing again where you're just flying around flinging all the swords at it and it's, it's bursting like um, cluster missiles or whatever on, on... And then it started to become fun but up until that point I was like, what the fuck is going on? What am I supposed off, to do? Slicing off appendages. Like I couldn't I couldn't warp strike to Leviathan and I couldn't attack him to do any real damage doing like 20 or 30 or something. And I was just like, I, I feel like I was missing something and I don't even remember... In this moment, I don't remember what clicked until it finally started to take off. But the the battles with the summons against the summons, it didn't really 
the Leviathan fight is kind of like a standout. Like, I thought the scale of that thing was really cool, and I wish that more of them were like that. I mean, yeah, the, the Titan, the scale of Titan is, is pretty big, but you really feel it with Leviathan. And overall, the fact that this is essentially a more of an action game, I, I was worried that I wouldn't like it, and I had periods where I did and didn't, similar to what you were saying. Sometimes I felt it really worked, and sometimes it didn't. Now, I wanted to ask you guys, because the summons were basically randomized, or you had to be in a certain position to actually even be able to summon them. Who did you summon in the game? Like, who did you actually get the opportunity to summon? Like, we already know, what's his name? Raiden Thunder God. Ramu. Ramu. Uh, we know he shows up anyway because that's just that's just a trick point. Shiva, she automatically shows up with the Ifrit fight. They all show up at least once, purposely triggered. I don't remember triggering Titan. No, Leviathan. I, Saint. No, yes, but during Levi. Oh, yeah, I don't you're think. Right. I'm sorry. I don't think that was his normal animation, though. I don't think I ever saw no. Titan in a regular battle. Oh, I use Titan like um, I think like right after you acquire him. Hmm. Cool. I, I found that I, I was didn't, though utilizing Ramu like 90% of the time. I only used him twice, I think. I used him once in the uh, the dungeon to get the mithril. I and went... it was it was against like the dumbest like small little enemy and it was like summon and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is surprising." Boop. And then <laughs> this this whole thing and I just like one little dude is dead. So I I ended up diving into this like deep level dungeon later in the game. Where at first you fight one red giant, and then two red giants, and then three red giants, and then they throw other things at you at the same time. And it was just like an endless fight. I think I was stuck in the room for like 50 minutes to an hour. And one time I just had to flee away. And it was just Ramu after Ramu after Ramu because he knew I was fucked. <laughs> and he, he even when he was, he was doing flag. his damage, he wasn't wiping the board. Like that's how powerful wow, these guys So he are. only is possible to summon when you're clearly outclassed in the game. Yeah, it's basically if you're stuck in a battle for X amount of time. Oh, then he triggers. Then they trigger to come and help you and bail you out more or less. But I've had uh, I I found uh, <laughs> Leviathan. She would come when uh, you're. Did you have to be danger. near a water source too for her? Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, kinda, because I summoned her actually how i had to play through well i brought up that was pretty much the only times i really got to pull the summons was the battle with arden at the end where it took me i think six or seven tries to really get through it but by that point i had no potions i had a couple phoenix down and one high elixir potion yeah uh elixir to fully restore the hp and mp like all the way up that's that's pretty much all i had and it was a pain in the ass because i was so under level it it was almost damn near impossible so on two different playthroughs one i had where titan showed up smashed him with the fucking rock and then i went in into god mode right afterwards and then another battle i was in danger and kind of limping around because i was trying to i already used the high elixir so i have to wait for him to die to pull out a phoenix down and i was able to trigger uh leviathan which she popped up a couple times for me actually she her and i were we were buddies that was my bitch yeah i had leviathan pop up for me a few times i don't think i used any summons in the fight with arden i could be wrong do you guys remember what level you were when you beat it 40 
40. I think I was 40. I was 43. I think I was I think. 39 to 40, somewhere around there. Oh, wow. I was upper 60s, low 70s. Oh, God. I was I was tanking this game. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I was doing every fucking little thing I could find. Did you have any trouble with Arden then? No. So it doesn't scale? No. I'm wondering. It, it, was, it was easy. Well, I would imagine if he has 27 levels higher than we do, that makes it a little... It took me a good... 15 minutes i'd say to activate us jumping around oh okay in the boss fight that sounds about right for me but i also had to make sure that i had like 20 plus healing items right so i didn't know what i was in for for the ending so when you're at hammerhead i did a manual save and then went over and i took all my trinkets and all that other shit that i had and i just sold it all and i got like twenty thousand gil I'm sorry, 70,000 gil. And I bought the best weapons, and I bought 20 potions, 20 high potions, elixirs. I bought everything I might need. Went in, had to use them as a bit of a crutch, but got through it. And I actually had more difficulty with the initial monsters in Insomnia than I did with Ifrit or um, Arden. I don't know if you guys know what There was a couple creatures in there that were fucking beasts. I did Ifrit in one shot, but... That first monster you encounter in Insomnia is a level 78. Yeah, yeah that was tough. Oh, I ran past it. I, I, I ran past it initially, and then I you ran into a it. group of 46s. <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, oh, well. Oh, the, these, the globby guys? Yeah, I was like, oh, God, these are going to fuck me up. And then I just saw the summon button, and I was like, yep. And it, <laughs> killed, it killed the fucking 76, too. Nice. Wow. Nice. That was a nice little bonus. Yes, it was very. It so was very I had nice. to run past. Even at my level, I had to run past. Oh, so I, I wasted my time whooping them. I summoned Ramu mm. and Leviathan on that thing and still didn't kill it. Wow. Yeah. Really? Damn. Yeah. I think it might be a crutch then. I was getting fucked. I just saw like Leviathan dro- like rush it with water, and then I just saw numbers popping up like nice. all over the fucking city. I was like, yes. it's like thank God. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, 6,000 experience. Sweet. <laughs> I'll take that. Great. I won't be able to actually like camp and use this, though. Side note, I did think it was kind of lame that you could like rest in insomnia, like in a little yeah, like broom closet. What? Really? They're, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're a little like there you can, you can stay overnight there. But I was like, well, well, then why even make the last campsite significant if it's not going to be the last time that they like meet as a group or, 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 or you know share a room or whatever to well, set I think up they that wanted very to give end you, video i think they wanted to give you one extra option to go back in time too is, is that, that is that where i do it because i after i defeated i'm I, pretty sure the bedrooms are the places that you can tinker back in the time because i was surprised that after i beat it and i upload i reloaded that save that i it didn't like give me a prompt to where i wanted to go I thought that that's what it would would be like well i don't think it gives you a prompt where you want to go i think you literally have to go into that what is it, the dog or mm-hmm. something like that? Like, yeah. you literally have to, to go into that. Okay, ga- gameplay aspect. Of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. D- the driving. I wanted to talk about the driving because I felt that it was sort of like a half step. Like, I really liked that you could... I wanted full control over I wanted it. full oh, yeah. control. Yeah. I wanted full control of the car when you're driving it. Now, yes. having having uh, Ignis drive it, and you have the option to, you know, just sort of view the world... And I actually, I don't know if you guys did, but I put points into those long car rides to get AP points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to set 
the waypoint and he's going to do his thing. I'll collect AP. I'll go downstairs and get a sandwich. Come back. I up. did the same shit all the time. <laughs> get a sandwich, earn AP. Um, this is going to be a 12 minute ride. Fucking I'll go watch a quick episode of something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I liked that. I, I liked the regalia. I, I liked uh, the regalia. I liked that you could upgrade her. I did the supercharger upgrade. And I think I did like the wax for fuel economy or something. <laughs> I wanted to get to the point where you can get it so that it flies, but because I've seen that in a trailer, but I didn't get to do it yet. I didn't touch it at all. That thing was so banged and beat up by the time it was blown up. I I never took care of the car. I basically <laughs> just ran it into the ground. I didn't get a single upgrade. Really? Throughout the entire game. Like, the, 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 some of the upgrades really help you out, like gas mileage. Yep. So you don't have to fill up your tank as much. Uh, the one quest I was working on recently was to get high beams. So You—that's the last one I haven't done. It's the um, the basically I think it ignores the demons of the night, more or less, or something along those lines. Oh, hmm. shit! Like 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 they, they help you and like they affect shit in the game. It's not just like can a you cosmetic. actually fly in the game? Yes, I haven't done it. I haven't gotten there. Do you, but do I, you have that unlocked? I haven't done it yet. No, but. I heard talks. It's basically Does that mean like, that you they fly over it, the road or you can just go yeah, wherever? Yeah, you just go wherever. It's kind of like old school where you get the airship. Gotcha. They wanted to include that because a lot of people missed the airship. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, I, I think this was a last-ditch last effort before they released the game. They threw it okay. kind of, like, haphazardly together. We it's need not a like Ragnarok. It's not a perfect system or anything, but people, like, demanded this, and they listened to the demands of the people and Fair put enough. this in. I just want to say that I think the Leviathan fight is probably my favorite yeah. gameplay part of the game. I, I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. And I did enjoy it once it started to work for me. But up until that point up until a certain point I was just like, what the hell is going on with this? You have to do minor damage to it before yeah. you unlock it. Like you have to piss it off enough that you do that whole thing where you climb up to the eye, right. demand the power, and then right. you're like you go That's what fucking god mode. I have um, the power. But man, I I played that and just was really kind of blown away. I don't care that it was like god mode and you can't really die. You can die if you stay in the water. When you fall and you get hit, you oh, okay. fall into the water. If you stay in the water, it will kill you. You don't heal. You stop healing when you go into the water. Um, I liked the Chocobo a bit. I didn't do any of the races, but I did use the Chocobo even when I had the regalia as, a, as an option in some points. I love the Chocobos. I actually made my Chocobo white named Chicky. Aw. Which I thought was I cool. didn't get into any of the real extras of this game. I'll be completely honest. I tried to, like, stick to the main story. Yeah. That's also why I struggled at the end. But, I mean, I, I it's one of those games that I know, like, I'm going to sit down and I want to play through it because I really enjoyed the hunts. I think it was, my, like, my favorite, like, side mission stuff was, like, doing the hunts. I do also like the hunts. You're right. I didn't do I didn't do a lot of um nighttime fights or or night battles where the, when the demons come out. I yeah. I don't know if you guys spend they, a lot of time doing that, but I at times I they didn't. can be endless. Yeah. Like as soon as you kill one something else pops up or something like that. And yep. You can get stuck in this loop, man, where you're just getting whittled away. But no, in regards to that though, I will say I only got game over once, and that was a couple days ago. <laughs> I I got a couple game overs. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I got a few. I, I felt, I, I thought generally speaking, this game is easy. Like, uh, I really I didn't feel the pressure. 
to be honest, you could just quick, oh, let me just pop a potion or something like that. Yeah. And you just, that's it. That's all you had to worry about. Just keeping stocked well, up on items. Also, it's very easy to over-level yourself in this game, too. Mm. Just because there is so much. And I did take advantage of maximizing how much experience I would have and then going to one of the expensive hotels to like maximize right. the return gotcha. on Double that experience as well. Yeah, because I did, like, I think there's one place that triples it. Yeah. Point. I mean, mm. it's expensive. I think that's the 10000 a night one. Yeah, but I banked up for like that's four days key. in a row. And then you just bank into that and it's, oh there's like eight or nine levels you know oh, I mean? yes yeah, nine levels like you dirty duck i know i might be exaggerating you on that but there was sometimes i remember it just ticking up and ticking up and ticking up and i was like fucking score <laughs> <laughs> Harry, um, harry's like the old lady at the penny slots <laughs> i'm gonna get it <laughs> i think i'm just about done with uh with gameplay things I wanted to mention, but there I is something I have to say. Yeah. This is I have to say it's that, and I'm sure you guys can agree, or maybe it's just me, but how many times did you try to talk to someone or collect an item or an interact with something? And was delayed? No, you just jump in the air. Yeah. You start jumping around like you're on a fucking pogo yeah. stick because... Oh. Pick up. Because the... Either the, the hit detection or just the poor choice of pushing X, which is also jump. Like, just, just make interact square, and we wouldn't have this problem. Of course, Melt. then you would probably phase all over the place. So, but I would constantly just be jumping, and it's like, no, I want to talk to the person who's who I'm right in front of, and it said talk a second ago, and I push an X, and I'm, I'm dancing. Pissed me the fuck off. That did get pretty annoying. Felt pretty unoptimized. Quick. All right. I had two two little bullet points I really wanted to touch on. First of all, I did not care for the magic system in this game. Oh, drawing uh, magic? You didn't like yeah. it? <laughs> I, I I think I, I kind of said something a couple weeks ago about this as well, that I, I just really wasn't digging the system. I don't like the whole, it's almost like alchemy, like let's mix a little bit of this and a little bit of that and just see what kind of... Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into it. I mix. I miss the old you obtain or buy or whatever a spell and you can just utilize that. Yep. I don't like pulling from the environment components and I rarely used it. elemental magic. Yeah, I used I it a couple it times. I, I wanted to see what it, it looked like and it was cool and I liked the reactions on the players where you hit them with the ice. But they were all area effect spells. So oh, it yeah. was so hard to avoid True. hitting your your team. So what I, I to, to be honest, what I usually do is Ignis's ability of regroup, where it brings everybody's health back up to max, but it would also bring the whole team towards you. So I would use his uh, technique and then immediately fire off a spell right after that. I think that was the best way to do it. But that's almost kind of like breaking game mechanics in a little bit. Like it's not uh, it's uh, tactics. Yeah, not necessarily. No, Final almost... Fantasy Tactics is a different game. <laughs> <laughs> I well, used some of it. I did feel like I was left kind of for the old school style. I thought it was neat that I could put stuff together where if you put an equal share of all three of them, it's, hey, here's a curiosity spell. You never know what's going to happen with it. And then they only really implemented some other spells just through the ring later on, like where you would have Ooh, death, death or holy. Good. Yeah. I mean, that was that was really cool where you just send everything to a freaking void. Thank you. I, I did actually want to talk about the ring. Because once you obtain it, I wanted to use it almost exclusively. Those low-level enemies, you just you just start popping them off. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Like, no problem. Um, and then of course when you when you dodge 
close, you can do a very powerful... Uh, holy. What is it? Holy? Holy. It was like a 5,000 hit point oh, yeah. attack. It was gross. Yeah. So I, I tried to use the ring as much as I could. Some of the larger enemies, it just didn't didn't pay to, to oh, I used the death ring on one of the, the big dudes with a sword. Oh, yeah. just They dwindle away until they're just like a thin stick. Oh, and nice. Just, it's such a good feeling when it's like, I really don't want to oh, fight it, this fucking thing. Yeah, but it would, the, on those big guys, it would take like five minutes to, to drain them. Uh, last thing I just want to mention real quick, New Game Plus. I wanted this for so many fucking Final Fantasies. I'm glad they finally put it in a game. You going to tackle it? Yeah, I am going to tackle it. Because, I, I mean, now I have a reason to play through the story again, but still try to achieve that platinum status on the game. Oh, you wanted to platinum. I want to platinum the fuck out of this game. This is a very easy Final Fantasy to platinum, though. I don't know if you look through all the achievements. No. It's not a difficult one to do. Oh, okay. You just got to get everybody's rank up to 10 for their special ability. Okay. All the chapters are a thing. I don't know. I, I There's only a handful I don't have at this point. Okay. I didn't go fishing. I did not take any manual pictures. Uh, I would set up camp. Ignis would cook because we got extra abilities out of it. And Gladio just started picking up stuff here and there. But I didn't actually do the fishing I wanted to and then something else popped up quest wise and I just didn't I just didn't even do it and with the pictures I know I think you were saying there was some gameplay element that popped up with the pictures later on yeah there'd be like a um like a like a side quest where prompt would be like oh there's this great spot we should totally go well yeah, oh, yeah. I, that that would pop up every once in a while gladios and ignis I think they help the party yeah sure Ignis, yeah. boom, boost your stats. Gladio, grab some new items after the battle. Noctis was very personal, and I think it was more of a mini game than a boost to the party. Oh, yeah. He, why does he fish? <laughs> Who thought know. that that hey, was needed? Hey, the world's getting destroyed. Let's go sit by the pond. Do Noctis. they have some bass? I don't, yeah, it just seemed really random. And the photography thing, couldn't they have given him something else to add to the group instead of... Yeah. I take pictures. I mean, I kind of liked up, the end of the day... You you can select from ten pictures. That yes, are there. but but I was looking but for more else. of an attribute to help in battle, well, sure. more or less. Well, or like photography and marksmanship share the same principles. Oh, shut oh the God. fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, well, let's start uh, talking about graphics. Graphics. Graphics in this game are fucking gorgeous. They are beautiful. Having said that, some of the NPCs look like shit. <laughs> wow. Was that a South Park reference? <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh, my balls! I mean, maybe it's just because of the, the comparison between, you know, the, the main four characters and the number of pixels they have and their animations and everything, or, or the, just the skyline, just being in the regalia... And letting it do its thing, letting it generate the world, beautiful. Having said that, I am kind of disappointed that you have these amazing things in the distance, like uh, a fractured mountain, and you can't go there. Or well, the story doesn't take you there. It's just kind of a... Because when I first started the game, I was like, oh, that looks amazing. I wonder yeah. what that is. I can't wait to figure it out. You don't get anywhere near it. Isn't there like a uh, an island in the distance where there are like two two sides are like coming together? 
it's like it's like this one side I thought it kind of looked like a cat, and the other side looked just like you know rock. And I was like, oh, I can't wait till we get there. I can look at it up close. N- never happened. I don't remember that. No. I don't remember that either. But at least with the fractured mountain, I thought the same thing. It's like, oh, that's awesome. I want to go see it. You when gonna... you're talking about the fractured mountain, are you not talking about the place where you go to get a cup of noodle for the egg, or the the, the mountain that you climb with lava? Did you guys do that? I didn't do that. One. Oh no, no. do that. Maybe that is it. Then. Maybe oh, it's a side quest. Sh- is it the no? One I just like... okay. It wasn't a side. Like I just wanted to explore, and I climbed up this mountain, and then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, mission pop up, explore this mountain. Oh, cool. Huh. It was a twenty minute hike up to the top of the mountain, and it overlooks almost the entire land. Oh wow. Okay, so then that's on me. Time to redis- revisit. I highly advise you guys if not if you guys aren't planning on playing this game a lot more at least climb to the top of that mountain it's a blast just because i mean there's lava coming it's down a volcano yeah it is a volcano. Oh, 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 shit <laughs> shit i got played <laughs> it's beautiful and it's it's a cool little quest because you guys are literally hiking there are times where you're hiking down a trail but there are other times where you have to climb up a steep cliff it feels like an actual fucking hike to the top of this mountain. I don't know. I just check it out. Okay, we'll do. I think the graphics in this game are amazing and uh, like a can't miss. I did have a little bit of clipping every once in a while. Yeah, there's there. I mean, there's some glitches and stuff like that, but the imagery in it is very good. Mm-hmm. I really liked the character design. I kind of wish they had more outfits than just like. Do you want to be wearing black or black with a coat or yeah, or yeah. like look like a fucking Pokemon trainer for Noctis <laughs> um, with or without jacket? But other than that, I thought the graphics were really good. I choose you. Prompted you. I, I'm, I'm glad that they covered the different climate bases. Like you start in the desert and then you can venture into the woods, eventually go to like a... Like snowy land, you get swamp lands, and you definitely do explore some more than others. Like yeah, I think for sure. The majority of the game is in the desert or the forest. Right. I am glad you got to see, you got to witness those beautiful graphics in each different climate. And if you went a while without taking a bath, you just kept looking dirtier. You did get pretty dirty. I never really went more than a day without leveling up or camping you guys do harry did you do it for like three or four days yes and i then, did and that's how camp? i max that experience cat uh, gotcha yeah not so much it would be like maybe like a day or so but not like hardcore bouse over here i liked the art style the, the summons were massive they felt epic and, and they that, really were that's a word that's overused too much but that really I can't find a better word to describe it when they would just come onto the scene and just wreck fucking house. It was epic, and it was amazing. The only opportunity I wish they would have capitalized more on that is more summons in the game. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to like, see. Like, I would have loved... Like, I am a big fan of Alexander, the giant robot oh, yeah. that uses holy. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was a cool summon. I would have loved to see him in this game. So, the last thing I wanted to say as far as graphics... But the way the death spell looked with the ring, just like it was dra- like literally draining the health out of these creatures, life force. Mm-hmm. I just thought it looked so awesome. The way it was just thinning them out. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Thinner. Thinner. It, it kind of reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. Seen images, but I've never seen the whole movie. Got it. Someone gets thinner. Really? I thought it was about paint thinner. 
<laughs> Mineral spirits. Although I will say something I I really did like about the graphics is on one of the big trailers when they were really making the big push, the scene coming up to Altesia, the water city basically, where ah. you go for the Leviathan. And when you're initially coming in, they do the giant panorama basically of the entire cityscape. And I remember seeing that in the trailer and it looked just as good, if not better, at least for, for what it was worth. And it's just gorgeous. Absolutely I had that shot gorgeous. as a uh, desktop background, actually, yes. for a while. Yeah, it worked. Oh, nice. I mean, it's beautiful, but I think it's kind of hokey that it's just pretty much Venice. Yeah. In a lot of ways. It is. Essentially the gondolas, right? Yeah. But, um... I mean, they were even dressed the same as, like, a, a typical... Yeah, you Italian. want to take a boat ride. <laughs> Here we go. One thing I just want to say, I don't think I really, really like the design of like Gladio and and maybe even Prompto. I, I don't know how I would change them or, or fix them, but just like, I, I don't know. I think Gladio is a little too over the top with his design. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, let's uh, jump into music, guys. Music. So one thing I did like, and I know they were going for that nostalgia feel, being able to obtain all the old soundtracks from previous Final Fantasy. Now, I do have one yeah. gripe with that. I feel like the soundtracks were incomplete. I was Oh, look- definitely. They absolutely were. And it drove me a little... I was looking for a very specific song on the Final Fantasy IX soundtrack, and it wasn't there. And it was two discs! You bought two discs, and I was still missing that song. That's pretty crazy. I was uh, I, there was a specific song that I was looking for when you fight Jacked in Final Fantasy X that ah. they did not have. It's like that metal theme. Yeah, that they did. It wasn't in there. I was pissed. I was so happy they had Dancing Mad. I'm wearing my Earthbound Papa's shirt. <laughs> 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 Nabuo Uematsu's uh, band. I actually think that. Having those retro soundtracks to an extent diminishes the actual music in the game. I don't think I ever listened to what Afro Jacks in the car. I mean, <laughs> I did. Oh, I, I had. I always had something retro. I actually used a lot of music from um, from seven and from eight. Like I've never beaten eight, but I like like the themes for Man with the Machine Gun or Force Your Way and all that stuff. Yeah, like I like even a little bit of just the garden theme. Peaceful. That's a bad one, Ralph. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, there were moments where I was like, this is really kind of cool that I can like you know. I can go here and 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 even then you get like the MP3 player through the game where you can change the music. So I could literally listen to Final Fantasy VII the whole time in in the game. Okay, so the actual music that was composed for the game, the main game, was composed by uh, Yoko Shimomura. I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name I right. Think I'm you, sorry. I think you have that right. Which, okay. fun fact, second time we're reviewing her music because Indeed. she also did Parasite Eve. She did, and she also did the music for um, Super Mario RPG, which is classic in itself. That's a good soundtrack, in my opinion. She's done a lot of the stuff for uh, Kingdom Hearts, which is no surprise considering Nomura's involvement. But Street Fighter as well. Go figure. That's some big leaps and bounds from doing Street Fighter. And yeah, pretty diverse. But I have to admit, I think the music in this game is is beautiful, just as good as the as the graphics in that regard. Especially the the title 
theme and the menu theme. There were so many instances where I like wanted to go into the menu just to hear it start up like a like a revised version of the classic the classic Final Fantasy theme. Mm-hmm. But even you know installing the game and that first time you boot it up and the 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 title theme starts. There are there are thirty minute versions of that on YouTube that I've listened to multiple times and. I think I sent you guys a text saying that that was my cigarette break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hand gesture, Ralph! <laughs> really bringing it together. We gotta for start this recording audio these media. sessions. That um, makes sense because he is Italian. <laughs> oh, motherfucker! <laughs> 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 Why would you say this? Bippity boppity music. Look, this is a soundtrack that I'm gonna probably buy and listen to. Like, I think it's really good now there's the the theme for the title that there's like the vocalization like the operatic version with like lyrics i don't really care for that i like the instrument the instrumental version much more than when they started to add lyrics to it i think that plays in the game once you get into insomnia unless i'm wrong those themes the the battle themes pretty good but for me the music is it's not uematsu but it's it's still very good i don't have anything against the music nothing jumps out specifically except for one track exploring the world tracks there was one where you're in like immediate danger this song would kick in yep but there was also one when you're not around enemies it was more of a you know what i'm talking yeah, about it's used throughout that the game, one was yeah. so fucking catchy oh yeah it was it was a really good one i i really enjoyed Yes, that one, Ralph. <laughs> Go ahead, Harry. No, no, I, I just, I really enjoyed that track, and I found myself trying to get away from enemies just so I can hear that tune while <laughs> gotcha. I'm exploring the world. Gotcha. Other than that, I don't think there was anything negative with the music. I, no, no. I, Again, I don't think anything's going to specifically stand out to me because I wasn't listening to those tracks when I was driving in the car. It was always classic music, but... Uematsu. Yeah. Which, shout out to Nobuo Uematsu, we miss you. Oh, he's semi-retired or completely retired as far as I know. Like he has a band. I saw him at MAGFest one year. Isn't he part of the Black Mages? Yes, that's that's his band. Yeah. But he sort of like um, I wanted to say that I think since 10 because there was a falling out. Yes. Since 10, um, Nobuo Uematsu only did like the title theme or was was only minorly involved. I think the last full game that he scored was nine. But I think the guy doesn't get enough recognition. I think he's up there with some of the greatest composers that we've got. It just so happens that his medium was video games and not an orchestra. But his works transfer over to orchestra very easily. All right, so let's talk about Stand By Me then. I was fucking laughing when I started this game. (laughs) And that song starts going and I'm like, really? I'm like, really? This is how they're going to start it? And I I think it's funny, obviously. Like, it's genuinely funny that the car is out of... (laughs) No, I won't <laughs> shed a tear. That the car's out of gas. And I was kind of like, what, what are they fucking idiots? Like, have they never driven before? Like, of course the car's out of gas. Like, you can't drive it forever. And I was like, is this? So this is where they're starting. They're starting at rock bottom. Like, I really like that setting where them pushing the car, car's out of gas. They get it to Hammerhead and, and go from there. But, like, just the song... <laughs> like, I, it was I an interesting actually, choice, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I actually was like... When I saw that scene and the music started playing, uh-huh. I was all in. <laughs> and no, at that at that point, like it just it something clicked in my head where I was like, "This is awesome! It's so fitting 
for what they're about to do. And especially with like some of the last words that were even mentioned with the whole Ifrit scene that you see at the beginning. Okay. Where where like knocked falls down and he's like by himself about to get crushed by a freak. And like literally all three of them come to his rescue are like standing in front of him. And then they, they, it's like, okay, the beginning of the venture stand by me moved goosebumps. Look at my arm right now. Goosebumps like legit thought it was an awesome scene. So I think what throws you off though, is because when you think final fantasy, you think their own score of music by pulling an outside piece. That's mainstream media into the game yeah it's a little bit it, it, thro- it throws you off i have to say that that's probably what it was yeah because you're no other final fantasy i can ever think of had an actual real world or, you know you know what i mean final fantasy 6 started but with yeah. thriller by michael jackson i don't know what you're talking about oh shit i missed that <laughs> intro let's move into final thoughts gents final thoughts who wants to kick it all i was kind of sad that I took so long to get into a Final Fantasy again, but after hearing what I've heard from everything between like 12, 13, and 14, I'm glad this was the one because this really did have the Final Fantasy feel to it. Obviously, there's new factors because they were still trying to get into kind of a newer fan base because they already knew they were going to have the diehards, but they didn't. They didn't nerf it so much where it took me out of the Final Fantasy experience. And it had all of kind of like the classic key points. And I am really glad that they stuck to them. Ralph, what do you got? This being the second Final Fantasy game that I've fully completed, I have to say that there are a lot of themes in this game that that really got me thinking. For instance, the, the camaraderie. Got me thinking. Because, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm, not I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. It made me. It made me think of points in my life when I had a crew of four friends, and we were as tight as brothers. Why are you laughing at that? Because you just like uh, cherry picked wrong words. You can cut out what I'm saying. But <laughs> yeah, I got you. You said a group of four friends, and we had the tight bond. Or <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Camaraderie. I mean. During and right after high school, I had I had a group of four friends and we were we were all really close and we've lost that we've gone our separate ways. So it made me think about that. It made me think about my father who passed away. It made me think about all these things and added emotional weight to the story. Having said that, the gameplay was for me sort of hit and miss, but throughout I enjoyed the experience, loved the music. Love the visuals. I want to put more time into this game. And I know I say that all the time. I'm probably going to go back and play it again or play more. I say it all the time. But for this one, I, I really want to knuckle down and, and, and find a way to, to fit this game into my schedule to, to do more, and to do New Game Plus. I really like the development for video games and what can go wrong and what can go right and the history behind them. And while the story in this game is good, I think the story of Versus 13 and its 10-year development would make an interesting documentary and be almost as interesting as the game we got. I could be crazy, mm-hmm. but I really feel that that there's there's more to say there and there's information that we haven't uncovered. And I somehow managed to not tell you guys that apparently Tetsuya Nomura, after seeing Les Miserables one day, <laughs> he went back to the Square Enix office and said, we could turn the game into a musical. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, It'll be man. amazing. We'll do this and we'll do this. Maybe that's where Stand, Stand By Me came from. But 
he wanted to turn the game into a musical, and that's probably where they pushed they pushed him over the edge and they fired him. I don't know, <laughs> but I really feel that, and to a degree, to the detriment of fifteen versus thirteen. Some of those trailers you watch and you go, man, that's not the game we got. Where is that game? Will we ever see anything like that game in Final Fantasy being very, very dark? But to summarize overall, I enjoyed it. I intend to keep enjoying it. And I'm pleased with what Square Enix delivered. Clark? Final thoughts. Pass. 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 (laughs) No, I actually, I really enjoyed playing the game. Uh, I had a lot of fun with the gameplay. Uh, I felt like it flowed very well. Uh, the story was really good. I didn't like being shoehorned into the ending. I kind of wish there was like another opportunity to like go back instead of like what what felt like the halfway point of the game. Essentially, you get shut down. I would have appreciated maybe like another big arena to go into. Um, it seems like there's really only the beginning three areas to explore, and that's about it. And you know, it's it's low level, mid level, and high level content all in three, all in those three, uh, mixed throughout. I thought it was a very well put together game for something that had been in development for almost ten years. I really did appreciate what they were able to accomplish with the time that they put into it. I, I thought overall, I thought it was a, a definitely a game that if you're into RPGs, you have to play through it once. I think it's I think it's up there on easily maybe like a top 20 rpg Mm -hmm. for me i I think just visuals and experiences alone i think it's up there harry how did it touch you i don't want to talk about it (laughs) point point on the doll where the where the game touched you (laughs) no not on ralph (laughs) (laughs) not with your mouth harry point on the doll (laughs) so okay one thing that i was wishing for in a final fantasy for a while was that there would be a darker tone because there was a darker tone in some of the older Final Fantasies, but they got away from that for many, many years. And to see that they got back to that, I, I was very excited to see. Just just a more adult feel. Because like I said, there's a lot of Final Fantasy and Square Enix games in general that throw this very kiddie undertone that just takes away from, from the, your immersion in the game. And, and just to make this more realistic and actually feel how serious this relationship is between these guys. I just, I don't know. I I thought it was amazing. They they did. I think they missed some steps in certain aspects of the game, which kind of takes away from it. But I think overall it was a very solid game. I guess let's move on in the score guys. The score. Who wants to fire it up? All right, so I never go first, so I'm going to go first here. I'm going to give this one semi-heartwarming story versus th- <laughs> versus 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like, like you just came across this midway through. Yeah, which, which is brilliant. <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> I totally did because I was going to say for or against and I was like versus so (laughs) one heartwarming story versus 13. (laughs) I uh, I really thought I was going to give this a pretty solid score tonight, but it turned out more of a no. Okay, it's still a good score, but it's not as high as I thought I was going to give it. I think I'm going to give it a 
8.5, which is on par with Silent Hill. I, I was very close to giving it a 9 tonight. But then I was like, The Last of Us, it's such a good game. Oh my God. <laughs> this is a way better game than The Last of Us. <laughs> like, way better. All right, Steve, we got. What's your score? This, for me, I would have to give an A minus. A minus. Still in the A category, but still a few things that I feel I'm missing out of the game to give it a straight A. Do you have an A plus on your system? Yeah. All right. I haven't found it yet. So it's I'm out looking there. for my ten, Steve. It's, a, it's I'm my looking for my ten. I'm looking for my unicorn. It's out there somewhere with minty fresh breath. We just haven't reviewed my my perfect ten game. So I'm I'm going back and forth here between two scores. So I think I'm going to split the difference and give it an eighty-seven point five percent. Whoa, decimal. <laughs> Was that between eighty-seven and eighty-eight percent? Or there's the two 90s. scores. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if 87 or 88. 87. No, I was thinking five. 85 and 90, actually. Oh. Yeah, Harry. Two and a half. Yeah, Harry, where do you rate this in the series? Oh, yeah. I actually did. I did mean to, to mention that. As a game, I think it's a solid, solid game. As a Final Fantasy, I think it's mid tier. I, I think it's. There are so many Final Fantasy. I can just list off nine, six, seven. Right off the bat. I can list numbers too. <laughs> 12, 13, 14. <laughs> Harry counts. I'm just saying, I, I would even put rank Final Fantasy V above 15. Really? Yeah. I, I know a lot of people wouldn't do that, but five is good. But no, no, no. no. Honest, honestly, like I think the Final Fantasy franchise, top tier franchise in general. I think all those games could be all crushed between an 8 to a 10. JRPG top brand i think i think final fantasy has definitely fallen out of the upper echelon of video games no i agree mm-hmm. i think the last couple are definitely on the the bottom of their so you don't, their series but. you would put this above 13 yes i would put this above 13 i don't hate on 13 as much as most people do though we have no itunes reviews this week unfortunately please guys get on that we iTunes. are begging you hook iTunes, it up itunes itunes yes just leave us a review you could be Callous, crass, yeah. as, as vulgar as iTunes reviews will allow you to yes, be. Yes, please. Because then we can read them, and I will send you a picture of my nipple. It's glorious. <laughs> Which one? Your there third you nipple? Not, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. well, that's just out in the world now, Ralph. Thanks, Ralph. Now that's no. It was like a secret talent for him. Superfluous papilla. So, let's announce our next game. But before we get into that, I do want to say we have had the best turnout yet with this game. This is the best turnout we've had for a listener choice game. It was a very close race between three out of four of the submissions. <laughs> Fuck all y'all that don't like uh, Far Cry 3. I'm sorry. Like that's, that's a fun game. I like it. Yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> but our winner was Assassin's Creed 2. Dos. Equis. Dos Ezios. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) So stay tuned until next episode when we review Assassin's Creed 2. And I know nothing. Okay, barely anything going into this game. You know, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Hey, you guys are the best. (laughs) Oh, Steve. Boom, 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 boom.
Finn. Wait, hold on, hold on, real quick. If that makes if that makes Steve Noctis, Harry, you're gonna have to be Ignis. You're definitely Prompto, and then I'm Gladius. I'm Prompto. Yeah, you would totally be Prompto. I'm not. Fuck prom- all of you. <laughs> you did just say you you did say during the podcast that. Photography and marksmanship have the same <laughs> properties. <laughs> That's a very prompt thing to say. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> we'll call it a night. <laughs> no, don't turn it off! Don't turn it off! Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. Stay up to date on our Facebook at facebook.com slash superfunpodcast.